The Xbox Activision deal has been approved by the EU and the CMA has responded as well. Many people seeing this as a big win for Microsoft. There are some concessions baked into this. They are saying that certain things must happen with respect to the cloud. They feel that those concessions are an answer to the concerns that they had about the cloud gaming market. And I want to chop up exactly what exactly did the EU say? What's the CMA's response? Where does this leave everything as we sort of continue to wait to see if this deal will ever be done? Will it ever come to a conclusion? Is it blocked? Is it approved? Well, the EU pushes it one step closer to approval while the CMA is digging their heels in. Now, I'm going to put all the good information right here at the beginning. It's a lengthy monologue when it's something this substantive because I want to actually comb through as much as what was said as possible as well as give you my thoughts on what is going on. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell button so you don't miss these talk shows. It's a live show because I'm going to discuss it with the live audience after the monologue. So make sure you're subscribed and make sure you hit the like button. In what feels like a bit of a roller coaster ride, the EU has approved the Xbox Activision deal, and they are verbally challenging the CMA's findings with the proposed remedies from Microsoft. They feel that these remedies are an answer to their concerns about cloud gaming, which goes against what the CMA felt about the cloud gaming market as it emerges. Now, this prompted a response from the CMA, and obviously many other commentators as well. News outlets, YouTubers, Everybody's kind of weighing in. So what does this all mean? Well, I want to break it into parts. First, I want to look at the EU's findings. What exactly did they conclude about this? Why do they feel like this deal can go through? At some level, some of their findings agree with the CMA's provisional findings about console, but then they depart from the CMA when it comes to cloud gaming. Then I want to look at the proposed remedies. They're confusing to some people. Many people are using the word free and things thinking that it means one thing when it likely means another. And then third, I do want to look at the CMA's response. What have they said in response to this? They went out publicly on Twitter and said what they think about this deal. Now, lastly, though, what did the CMA find out about Xbox's real plans and their next console? That's incredibly important, and I think that's getting lost in a lot of the debate and the discussion and even the analysis of this. Microsoft has plans for the future that are not a part of some of the the analysis and some of the conclusions that I really think the FTC's motion to compel once fully, you know, come to fruition. They were granted their motion to compel. Until we see some of those documents, you can't really commentate on what Microsoft's going to do in the future until we see their plans. Now, we were seeing a handful of developments leading up to this. The CMA blocked Microsoft and Activision from buying interest in each other. There was the discovery from the CMA about just how much Activision has spent on Call of Duty and then there was all of the fallout from Blizzard and Microsoft employees criticizing the UK and the CMA decision. Now, I I didn't cover any of that, okay? I've tried to move on to cover things like Diablo, the PlayStation Showcase, our speculations about it, Bloodborne rumors, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and Starfield. And as far as I can tell, this deal is not going to be closing anytime soon, so I'm going to be doing my best to space out my coverage. I know tons of people tune in. I know when we cover it, we get lots of response, but I tried to space out my coverage. All of those things I just listed, we didn't cover because I just didn't feel like becoming a channel that only talked about the Activision Blizzard deal with Microsoft. So first... 
Let's just look at the EU findings. First, they opened up with a briefing, which I think is a pretty good summary statement. I did try to get screenshots. I like to have the text on the screen when I feel it's necessary. And they open up by saying the European Commission has approved under the EU merger regulation the proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. Now, the important thing I think comes next when they say that the approval is conditional on full compliance with the commitments offered by Microsoft. Now, the reason this is important is because we need to look at the argumentation set forth by the EU Commission because at the end here they concluded the commitments fully address the competition concerns identified by the commission and represent a significant improvement for cloud gaming as compared to the current situation. So they're arguing that cloud gaming will be improved by this and not harmed, which is interesting because the CMA saw it completely differently. So they've set the stage. That's the way that they came to this conclusion. That's the way that they see it. The deal is approved per concessions, and according to them, it'll make cloud gaming better. But first, I think we need to look at their preliminary findings because I'm not really compelled their preliminary findings were sufficiently answered, even though they do agree with the CMA in their preliminary findings. We have yet to see a response to Sony's pushback on those findings about console gaming. They found what they felt were significant errors in those findings about console market and console gaming. So the next image we have to put up on screen here is this one. The commission's preliminary investigation found that Microsoft could harm competition in the distribu- distribution the distribution, sorry, of console and PC video games, including multi-game subscription services and cloud game streaming services, and second in the supply of PC operating systems. Okay, now it's really important to remember this, because the way they argue about their findings for console is interesting, and the cloud remedies are equally interesting, especially in light of our cloud services coverage in a previous stream with Google. I'll reference that in a moment. Now, the strategy hasn't really seemed to change for Microsoft. Okay? They found that console and sub-services weren't a problem, but cloud was. That's fundamentally what the EU concluded. Console and sub-services aren't an issue, but they were worried about cloud and they wanted to see some concessions there. So in many ways, they are in agreement with the CMA up to this point. If you remember the CMA's preliminary findings about console, this seems to echo that. And the CMA moved on to cloud, and they came to different conclusions than the EU. I think that's really important to stress. Everybody claiming that the CMA doesn't know what they're talking about or they're in error... Their preliminary findings were celebrated by people cheering for this deal, and only did they suddenly become stupid and desperate or crying and not knowing what they were talking about when they had different conclusions about cloud gaming. That's very interesting in the analysis that I've seen out there. People think the CMA is smart when they agree with them, and they're stupid when they don't. So the next image here is... The commission's in-depth market investigation indicated that Microsoft would not be able to harm rival consoles and rival multi-game subscription services. At the same time, it confirmed that Microsoft could harm competition in the distribution of games via cloud gaming streaming services and that its position in the market for PC operating systems would be strengthened. Now, if you're like me, you might be curious how they came to this conclusion about consoles. Why did they think this, okay? There's people that see this differently. I'm not saying one side's right or wrong. I've been more compelled that it actually wouldn't be good for console gaming with respect to suddenly 
basically motivating a buying war. I don't think that would be good for the market. I don't want Sony to buy up a bunch of companies. I don't want Amazon buying a bunch of companies. Companies like Amazon and Google could really start to flex their buying power, and I believe that would be fundamentally bad for the gaming market. Now, you're going to notice familiar language in this next image. They say that Microsoft would have no incentive to refuse to distribute Activision games to Sony, which is the leading distributor of console games worldwide, including the European Economic Area, EEA. You'll see EEA a couple times in this document. And this is where there are four Sony PlayStation consoles for every Microsoft Xbox console bought by gamers. That's a four-to-one ratio, specifically in the EEA. They're not saying globally that the PlayStation consoles are four-to-one. They're saying in the EEA that is true. They said, indeed, Microsoft would have a strong incentive to continue distributing Activision games via a device as popular as Sony's PlayStation. Now, I know PlayStation probably doesn't mind headlines and official documents from government regulatory bodies saying how great they're doing with console distribution, but this hurts their case in saying that, hey, if you take Call of Duty away from us, we're we're going to be in a bad state, right? All these regulators are like, are you kidding me? You guys are dominating, right? Sony is doing very well with console distribution, and that's making it more difficult for them to argue that losing Call of Duty would harm them. This is again in line with the CMA's reasonings in their provisional findings about the console market. And to an extent, I don't think this is wrong. I don't necessarily think it's wrong to point out how great PlayStation's doing and saying, listen... You guys aren't going to be really harmed by this, but Microsoft's behavior with ZeniMax, I think, proves otherwise, which makes the next part of the findings a bit strange. Image number five. Even if Microsoft did decide to withdraw Activision games from PlayStation, this would not significantly harm competition in the console's market. This first sentence is incredibly important because look at how they substantiate their premise. Their premise is... If Microsoft suddenly took all of Activision games from PlayStation, this wouldn't harm competition in the console market. That's a massive market. That's a ton of property. That's a ton of revenue disruption. And they're like, yeah, this wouldn't harm the competition at all. And how do they support their argument? Listen carefully. Even if Call of Duty is largely played on console, it is less popular in the EEA than other regions of the world and is less popular in the EEA within its genre compared to other markets. Therefore, even without being able to offer this specific game, Sony could leverage its size, extensive games catalog, and market position to fend off any attempts to weaken its competitive position. The argumentation here is truly remarkable. They're saying it wouldn't affect the console market, right? They're looking at the console market, and they argue because Call of Duty is not very popular in the European economic area. That, that that's, You can't really commentate on global market impact and base it on where your market trends, because this is far bigger than your market. Now, somebody might say, oh, well, they can only comment on their market. Well, then maybe only comment on your market and not the entire console market. Somebody might say they're only talking about the console market in the EEA. Well, that's not what they said. Okay, They started out by saying that if they took all of this from PlayStation, it wouldn't hurt the console market. They went on to say that Call of Duty is not very popular in their particular market. It's not argued very well. If they are indeed only arguing for the EEA, it just isn't written very well. 
Now, I don't know if you can just use your market as a demonstration of the global console markets to make a conclusion about it. 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on PlayStation. That's called market disruption. When you suddenly take half of the people who buy a piece of property and say, yeah, you can't buy it there. To claim foreclosure of that revenue would not significantly harm competition in the console's market is brazen and demonstrably false. It doesn't take into account any of Sony's response to the CMA's provisional findings. There were, according to Sony, errors in the CMA's calculations and the models that they used with respect to Call of Duty consumers, as well as what it would do to console loyalty long term. That would harm competition within the console market if you did that level of economic and consumer disruption. So the EU isn't just agreeing with the CMA's console findings, they seem to be applying a leap in logic that I don't see any substantiation for. Why does Call of Duty performing poorly in the EEA mean that the global console market wouldn't be affected by a foreclosure of that property on the platform where the majority of the sales take place? They don't say. And this is just one pretty glaring reason why I find the EU's findings to be uncompelling and unconvincing. Now, they did find that cloud gaming could be negatively affected, which leads to the proposed remedies. This is where things start to sound all too familiar. I previously covered when Google accused Microsoft of being anti-competitive with cloud services, and Microsoft's strategy to get around those charges is very familiar to what is being proposed here. So, what are the remedies? First, the remedies are for a 10-year duration, a number and block of time that Microsoft really likes for some reason. It's almost as if there's a bigger plan here and 10 years is just sort of them getting started. They, they love that 10-year deal and 10-year licenses. So here's image number six. To address the competition concerns identified by the commission in the market for the distribution of PC and console games via cloud gaming streaming services, Microsoft offered the following comprehensive licensing commitments with a 10-year duration. So everybody should be asking, well, what happens after 10 years? Like, what are they going to do? They're going to make everybody happy for 10 years, and then you gave them a whole lot of control of infrastructure, of significant property, of massive revenue streams, and we haven't even looked at what the CMA found about Microsoft's true plan for a unified ecosystem. So in the first block of text, you can see that Microsoft is the one who offered these commitments. This is not something that the EU pushed for or came up with, okay? Microsoft came up with this. That, that That's important to remember, all right? So the first remedy you can see on the bullet point there is a free license to consumers in the EEA that would allow them to stream via the cloud game streaming services of their choice all current and future Activision Blizzard PC and console games for which they have a license. Now, the first thing to notice, this is just for consumers in the EEA, Now, somebody might say, well, that's fine. That's the only thing the EEA is concerned with. Well, just keep in mind, this doesn't apply to you. Now, Brad Smith tweeted and said this applies globally. Well, that's not what the regulator said, and you can't really enforce a tweet. So until we see it in writing that this is applied globally, I I just always worry that we're getting a bunch of posturing on Twitter. It's like, okay, you guys threatened the UK and insulted the UK when they didn't go your way with their findings, and now you're out here saying it's going to apply globally. According to the EU's own public statement, 
The free licenses for consumers in the EEA. This doesn't apply globally unless there's other provisions that we have yet to see. Now, this isn't a solution that will impact cloud gaming, and it's likely because the EU can't enforce that level because it reaches beyond their jurisdiction, okay? They can't say, hey, you need to give a free license to every consumer in the world, okay? I'm not saying the EU should be pushing for that. I'm just letting you know that this might not concern you or affect you at all. This is a glimpse into why their conclusions about console competition is flawed. They're making a decision that will impact the global economy, and they're cool with it because, hey, Microsoft agreed to give free licenses to our consumers, and the second concession isn't much different. A corresponding free license to cloud game streaming service providers to allow EEA-based gamers to stream any Activision Blizzard PC and console game. Now, this could potentially open the door for all cloud gaming providers to get a free license as long as they're open to EEA consumers, but it doesn't specify beyond that. This could also open the door if what Brad Smith is saying is true for any global gaming provider to say, hey, give us that free license. It's going to help us compete because you guys are about to have some of the biggest property in the world and us having that property available on our cloud streaming service makes us more competitive. It makes us more winsome to the consumer. Now, we got to circle back to the Google coverage that I did a while ago because I don't think this is compelling. This doesn't really feel like a concession, okay? In a Reuters article, Google Cloud's vice president, Amit Zavery, said, Individual deals struck with several smaller European cloud vendors only benefit Microsoft. So, Microsoft was being accused of anti-competitive behavior with cloud services, and they basically started offering deals to the people that were complaining. Quote, They're selectively kind of buying out those ones who complain and not to make those terms available to everyone. So that definitely makes it an unfair advantage to Microsoft and ties the people who complained back to Microsoft anyway. So essentially what he's saying is even if this solves their quibble and their criticism or their complaint, it just ties them back to Microsoft. That's not really an answer. That's giving Microsoft more leverage and power, not less. He goes on to say, whatever they're offering, there should be terms across for everybody, not just for one or two that they've chosen and picked. And that shows you that they have so much market power, they can kind of go and do those things individually. Even now, it seems that Microsoft can just say, listen, we'll just give free licenses to anybody who wants one. Just give us all this property. I'm going to show you an infographic in a minute that just glaringly omits the fact that Microsoft is actively competing in the cloud gaming service. They're not they're posturing like they're a publisher they're not a publisher they have their own platform they have their own ecosystem that they're trying to build everybody's glossing over that they're they're not a publisher trying to buy stuff and say hey we're going to put it in more places they're on they're their own ecosystem they're their own platform this guy went on to say My point to the regulators would be that they should look at this holistically, even though one or two vendors might settle, doesn't solve the broader problem. And that's the problem we need to really resolve, not individual vendors' problems. So the EU's cloud concerns, Microsoft says, hey, we'll give consumers free licenses as well as services. And this is where you really have to consider what Microsoft offered. They offered nothing. A free license? Who cares? The revenue earned in the game and the initial purchase of the game 
is still going to Microsoft. They just have to let you play it on any cloud service. That's not really a concession. That just puts their property in more places for them to earn more money on. The contracts for these cloud devices, these cloud services that got looked at, Microsoft retains 100% of the revenue. That means even if you bought the game from them, actively play it through a cloud service and do a microtransaction, all that revenue goes to Microsoft. You're just giving them more control and more distribution. And we're saying that it's a concession. How is this a concession? Especially if it ties up huge portions of the Microsoft ownership pool into even larger pools. Beyond that, look at how the EU demonstrated the market with this hilarious image. This is hilarious. This looks like something that Microsoft would make for a, for an earnings call. This doesn't look like something that a regulator would make. This, this looks like this makes Microsoft look really nice and really good. And a regulator made this, by the way. This is, this is absolutely staggering. This looks like a shareholder image from a Microsoft's earnings call. And do you notice the glaring omission and the problem with this, they've got Microsoft up in the corner with Activision games, and those games are going to go down to the console gaming market, and those games are going to go over to cloud gaming users. Doesn't Microsoft look nice? Don't they look like Johnny Appleseed out here just tossing all the property everywhere? What's missing from this image is Microsoft is also down there with the console gaming services. They have a console. They have plans to make another console, according to the CMA's findings. And they're down here too. They have their own cloud gaming services. They're actively competing with everybody down here on the bottom while actively trying to buy up large portions of the market. And that's just omitted from this infographic. They look like a publisher on this infographic. And if they were a publisher, it wouldn't. none of this would matter. The fact of the matter is it's not a publisher buying more property to distribute to more places. It is a platform that's trying to buy property to leverage it against the competition. Holding them this much property, handing them this much property, doesn't make the console market or the cloud gaming market more competitive. It literally hands the property to one of the console and cloud gaming platforms. They then own it. And you don't think it's going to run better or be better on their property? Their own CFO said acquisitions will lead to a first, better, or best strategy. Cloud gaming services accepting these licenses and these deals and and console platforms should be taking note. Microsoft doesn't want to just buy this property to be nice to you or to all these other cloud gaming platforms or consoles. They want to go with the first better or best strategy they're actively competing in the markets and the infographic makes them look like a publisher now all of this is super important i said all that and i show this hilarious image because of a cma's findings about microsoft's true strategy and plan according to tweaktown.com the pertinent information is of course redacted from the cma's final report but this isn't the first time we've heard about microsoft's new xbox hardware or microsoft's ambitious new games ecosystem and the ftc has taken notice of this as well in their motion to compel they have requested documents about this real big so you can see it right here 
the RFP6 request documents related to Redacted, the code name for Microsoft's next-generation gaming ecosystem. Redacted is part of Microsoft's forward-looking strategy for its console, subscription, and cloud gaming businesses, all markets in which Complaint Council alleges harm. So the FTC and the CMA both agree that at the very least cloud gaming they agree. Console CMA doesn't agree. But... They're saying, listen, their forward strategy concerns all of this. There's other documentation that Microsoft wants a unified ecosystem, a mobile cloud gaming-based ecosystem where their stuff is everywhere. That's why this image is hilarious. It's so misleading. Microsoft isn't just some publisher. They're actively wanting to build an ecosystem that will compete with everything on this picture. And that's not what the EU is showing you, which is bizarre. It looks like a piece of propaganda. It's crystal clear to me that the EU isn't looking at the bigger picture. That image is a gross misrepresentation of the reality and the positions that Microsoft like. They're this innocent third party. They're just trying to buy games and distribute them. Both the FTC and the CMA have documentation findings that point to a unified ecosystem that comprises cloud, mobile, console, and PC. So these proposed remedies remedies are a joke. And they have to be the most uncompelling thing I've seen in all of my coverage of this. This is less compelling than all their 10-year Call of Duty contracts that they're giving to companies like Boosteroid and Nintendo. And much like how Microsoft handled cloud services, they're treating cloud gaming the same way. They want to link everybody back to themselves so they can control the market as it emerges. And funny enough, the CMA thinks the same thing. Time for the CMA's response. The CMA took to Twitter to respond to the EU's findings to indicate they're not changing their decision. They started by stating, quote, The UK, US, and European competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming. So what they're saying is, is listen, we all agree that this is going to harm cloud gaming. The CMA concluded that cloud gaming needs to continue as a free competitive market to drive innovation and choice in this rapidly evolving sector. Keep in mind, they didn't simply say in their findings that like Xbox is just going to harm the market. It's more than that. Like they did say they already have an advantage in this market that could harm competition, but they honestly made more of their argument about how the market should be allowed to emerge without regulation. They want market impacts to dictate what happens that's something that no one's paying attention to they're like well the cma is wrong and they don't know what they're talking about and they think microsoft's gonna hurt the market less of their argumentation was about microsoft hurting the market it was more about this market hasn't emerged yet and the scope and the size of this deal would require regulation at a global scale but the cma goes beyond just saying it wouldn't allow the market to stay free and competitive quote microsoft's proposals accepted by the european commission today would allow microsoft to set the terms and conditions for this market for the next 10 years This is what everyone is missing. Microsoft is setting their sights on the next endemic tech sector, the cloud. They are already being accused of being anti-competitive with their cloud services. This would allow them to do the same thing with cloud gaming, looping so much of the infrastructure back to them in addition to large portions of gaming property as well. And the CMA restates one of the major problems with this. Quote, they would replace a free, open, and competitive market with one 
one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells, the platforms to which it sells them, and the condition of sale. This again is a giant point that I don't see anybody addressing. It's far easier to say that the CMA sounds like they're crying, which I guess is the only word some folks have in their vocabulary. But the market reality of this deal and the required regulation of this emerging tech sector is one of the primary reasons the CMA blocked it. They're not targeting Microsoft and Xbox and accusing them of something wrong. They're saying this market is emerging and it's so big in its potential and the reach of all this property and the reach of all of the markets it would affect would require a regulatory body oversight that's global in its reach. That's basically everybody. Has anybody formed a rebuttal to this? Phil Spencer didn't. He dismissed the CMA saying they think that, oh, Xbox has an advantage in a market that doesn't exist yet, glossing over that that's exactly the point. You're trying to buy and leverage an advantage in a market that hasn't emerged yet. The minute people start projecting emotion and instability on the CMA for simply stating economic realities and regulatory realities, you've conceded that you don't have a reply. And if they're so in error, well then do you agree with Sony? Because Sony asserted that the CMA made errors in their provisional findings about consoles. So if the CMA is crying and they don't know what they're talking about and they're full of errors, well, did you think that when their provisional findings approved the deal with respect to consoles? And Sony pointed out errors. Well, in that scenario, is the CMA right or are they wrong? The cherry-picking bias confirmation is staggering. The CMA ended their tweet thread by saying, quote, This is one of the reasons the CMA's independent panel group rejected Microsoft's proposals and prevented this deal. While we recognize and respect that the European Commission is entitled to take a different view, the CMA stands by its decision. You notice the different tone here? Unlike Microsoft and Blizzard in the wake of the CMA's block, the the, the CMA is not resorting to threats and insults. The CMA is simply standing by their decision and respecting the EU's commission to take a different view. An over-consolidated, over-regulated, emerging tech sector would not be good for cloud gaming or gaming in general. Microsoft has made their plans clear. And cheering for this deal simply because you bleed green or because you're going to get more games on Game Pass is lacking any semblance of analysis or thought. Xbox fans that want this deal to go through project their fandom on me and other people in reverse. Since you support the deal because of your brand loyalty, you assume that my position of being against it is for the same reason. My opinion of this matter is informed by history, facts, evidence, economic realities. Have you not been paying attention for the last 20 years and what has happened and mass level tech consolidation and what it does for the consumer? I've lived through mergers as an employee when I worked for Singular Wireless. I watched my dad go through them as well at the company that he worked for his entire life. Just because you think in simplistic tribalistic ways doesn't mean that the rest of us do. All I've ever tried to do with my coverage is give the facts along with my opinion. Those who let their opinion obfuscate facts or slant things, they're the same ones who told you that Redfall was a great game. At the end of the day, if this deal goes through, it won't be a win for gamers. It won't even really be a win for Xbox or Game Pass. It'll be a win for Microsoft and the higher-ups at Blizzard. That's ultimately what so many of you are cheering for. Game Pass and Call of Duty was simply the bait, and sadly, many of you took it. 
So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. There you go. That's a 30-minute open. Uh, And now i got to go through my thoughts and conclusions. Uh, Here's the deal. (laughs) The EU's decision honestly leaves me with more questions than answers. Their argumentation, in my opinion, was poor and uncompelling. It likely will not deter the FTC. It's clearly not swaying the CMA. So if the FTC and the CMA remain on the side of stopping the deal from going through, then... What happens next? If the CMA appeal process takes as long as some have said, this could be a lengthy battle with no end in the near future. The second thing I want to say, the concessions from Microsoft up to this point haven't really been concessions. They've been strategic maneuvers to get the deal through, but also to establish a position of control. The 10-year contracts and the 10-year licenses, they, they, they just consistently do this because to them, that's worth it to give them that much strength in the market. As it stands, the CMA and the FTC seem to be the only regulators considering the bigger picture. Conclusion. The continued debate about this deal is tiring for all of the wrong reasons. Each side turns to talking points and canned responses. Both sides twist words and misrepresent and slant things. And everyone feels an impulse to make it personal. I was attacked yesterday for not immediately covering this when it broke. I was in the middle of a show, a show I worked to build and and, and craft on Sunday so I could go live on Monday. And in the middle of the show, the news broke. Well, unlike so many people out there, I take my time. I research. I write a solid piece of material that I put at the front of my content so that you can get everything in an organized and thoughtful way. I would love to have dialogue about this. I would love to have debates about this, but childish personal attacks and juvenile behavior, I guess that drives more clicks and impressions. For now, I'm just going to continue to do what I've always done. I'm going to wait until covering this is unavoidable. As I said, there were numerous stories that I just simply didn't cover that that came to light recently from the CMA, and I just didn't feel like covering it. So I'm going to wait until covering it is a must, and I'm going to present the facts, I'm going to give my opinion, and then let's get back to games. And that's the show open. So thank you guys so much for being here. Really, really strong turnout. Would love to know what you guys think about this. Would love to know where you think this thing is headed. Uh, And let's get the coffee in frame and let's get the member goal started. You guys have been hitting that goal virtually every day, maintaining such a strong member count. We really don't run ads here. Uh, I'll do multiple, you know, hour streams and not run ads. So F the cat says cloud is a market that exists, but the infrastructure isn't there. So it's not popular in cloud gaming. We want to need more games in cloud. We're praying for games to come. Here's the other thing to consider F the cat. The infrastructure is not there. What's one of the companies with a significant portion of cloud services out there? Microsoft. That's another aspect of this. Another aspect of this is they're not a publisher. They own portions of the infrastructure. And now they want to own a bunch of the property. They're competing in cloud gaming. They're competing in console. Like, I, this image is ridiculous. I can't believe nobody's looking at this and saying, that doesn't really represent Microsoft's standing. They're, they're down here. You see these competitors? See these clouds? Microsoft's down there with them. Like, come on. They're not some publisher. <laughs> it's, it's laughable. It's totally laughable. 
Google? Yeah, Google. I, I, I mean, I think the actual leader for um, isn't the leader for cloud uh, cloud services. Isn't it AWS? I actually don't know. I didn't research that. I, I, I did not. Uh, I did not research that. And yes, Microsoft is a publisher. You didn't answer the question. What question was I asked? I mean, the, the chat's moving pretty quickly. Uh, Eugene's drawing my attention to something. Hang on. It won't let me bump up to it. Not that long ago, Microsoft bragged about 1 billion people who have access to Xbox Cloud Gaming, and then they're upset when the UK regulators take their word for granted. Right, it's like you, you they've been bragging about how much the cloud space they have. Oh, not me, Anbu. Okay. Hang on. I got to thank some re-ups. Bro Sexy hit 11 months and it's a VIP. Raptor hit two months and it's a VIP. Love the show open. I'm confused why people seem to think that the FTC and the CMA are irrelevant when they're the two biggest markets. Yeah, the two biggest markets are against this because they're the markets that will be affected by it the most. Funny enough, the EU has larger population, larger GDP, and yet they're not as influential in this as the UK is. You understand, like I, the, the the UK, the UK and, and the United States are like I I don't know about this, right? What can you say about this person saying about you? I I don't pay any attention to people like that. I don't I don't watch what they say. I just block and move on. I don't engage with people who attack me personally and hurl insults. I've got better things to do with my time, man. I'm incredibly busy. Everybody was like like attacking me on Twitter yesterday for not covering this. Bro, I shut down, immediately started researching this. Then we had to take care of a flat tire on our van. Then we had to go to my son's baseball game and have dinner. Then I come home, and then I spend some time with my wife. Like, man, to the people that want to give me grief about this, man, touch grass. Literally go touch some grass. I don't live terminally online. I do a show every morning. Then I hang out with members. And then I prepare for the next day and go spend time with my family. Like, go get a family. Go get friends. Get a girlfriend. My God. Gosh, like I, I don't live in this, man. I don't. It's a business. It's how I provide for my family. And I'd much rather spend time with them than slap a show together. It makes way more sense to do the show the next day after I've had time to research it and spend time at my son's baseball game and and not miss those things. Those things are way more important to me than answering to like drifter nonsense crap on Twitter Raptor with five gifted members. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. Five gifted members from Raptor. If you guys get a gifted member, you can come in to all the members-only content. We debrief every day, and we do Friday night streams as well with my wife. And this Saturday night is the Star Wars watch party. We're up to the good one. We're up to Empire Strikes Back. 11 months from Xerox. 11 months in Microsoft. Endgame is the cloud. They always want software control. Nizra with a month says, what up, Lono? Sean Murray with a $10 super chat tip says, you're forgetting AWS, which is the leading consumer in cloud. Azure, uh, Azure is leading in enterprise cloud services, not consumer class services and Microsoft's also a publisher and a competitor. Right, Sean, here's the thing. If Amazon wanted to do what Microsoft is doing, I would be just as concerned because they have the infrastructure. They're a competitor in cloud. They're entering as a competitor into gaming. Now, they're not a console platform, but I would be just as against that level of consolidation because Amazon owns the infrastructure and then they would also own the property. That's not good for the market. That's not good for the consumer. That level of consolidation leads to bad things for the consumer. Ten more gifted members coming in from Cross 
CrossFit nerd. Show these people how generous we are. I know there's probably lots of hate watchers. Listen, you just keep watching me and just keep gleaning content from me. Nobody's doing that to you. You're doing that to me. So (laughs) I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Keep grifting. I don't care. All it does is drive more people to me. A lot of people, including myself, read that as those consumers in those countries would get free games. Oh, no, it's not free game. No. That was the other thing that people were twisting. A lot of, like, the pro Sony guys, they were twist. They were twisting the free license thing. They're not giving these games away for free. What they're saying is, is the cloud service provider is going to be granted a free license to include that game on their service. To remove, because think about it like this. If Microsoft owns the property and they have cloud gaming and you can play Call of Duty on their their cloud service and this competitor over here is offering you their service, they're going to have to charge you more for their service if they're paying some exorbitant licensure fee to Microsoft. Do you see how Microsoft could manipulate the market? Microsoft could basically say, hey, we own the property. We're going to put the property on our cloud gaming and all these other services out here obviously offering it. We're going to charge them licensure fees that are so exorbitant that they have to pass on fees to the consumer or raise their prices. Well, what that does is, is that funnels everybody to Microsoft instead. They could manipulate the market in their favor. So the EU is saying, okay, If you give the consumer and you give the cloud services a free license, that levels the playing field. No, it doesn't. Because you're still allowing Microsoft to buy property, okay? And then they take that property, put it on their own console, put it on their own gaming ecosystem, their own cloud services, and they're the owner of the property and they're the owner of the platforms that are out there competing. So... To look at that and to look at what the CFO said, when the CFO said, our strategy going forward is going to be first, better, or best, you don't think Microsoft's going to manipulate the market to funnel people to them? You think they really care about these other cloud services? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. We offer our own cloud gaming. We offer our own ecosystem, our own unified ecosystem. That's their goal, right, is to have their ecosystem everywhere, PC, mobile, cloud, every place they can get it and you think that they're going to just be like no that's totally fine that's totally fine you just go play our games elsewhere they're going to want to bring you to their platform and listen you can't fault Microsoft for doing that like Microsoft isn't wrong for saying if we buy property we want it to be first better or best on our platform I would expect you to do that I, I wouldn't expect you to buy as they did with Redfall and Starfield now first better or best well that's debatable about Redfall but with Starfield they bought it because they want it to be on their ecosystem they wanted to drive people they wanted to drive people to their platform so listen I'm sitting here saying I believe you Microsoft I believe you if you buy property you're going to make it first, better, or best on your ecosystem. So when the EU says, oh, this will make things better and more competitive, I'm sitting here saying, how? One of the companies that's competing in the console space and the cloud gaming space wants to buy $70 billion worth of property, and then they control where it goes and how it gets there. They've openly said, 
if they, if they buy property, it's first, better, or best on their platform. I'm try, uh, I'm not trying to attack you or nothing. I'm just making a point that's another perspective where people have nine to five, so stop betraying them as scummy. Who did I betray as scummy? I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm not for the attacks. Most of us have got families, but we have a few hours on Saturday and Sunday to see them because we have nine to five jobs. We also have a few hours in the evening. Yes, I... Homie, I, I work I work seven in the morning until six, Monday through Friday. I operate as if what I do is a nine to five. And then when I'm done with my work, I go spend time with my family. I, I, I've refused to give my business preeminence over things like my son's baseball games, right? That that, that that's that's how I live my life. And people were giving me grief yesterday. Like, I guess I was supposed to be like, all right, guys, yeah, we're in the middle of a Zelda stream. Let me shut this down because, you know, the drooling drones and grifters on the internet can't wait for me to do a show so that they can go make content. Since they can't create their own content, they have to grift off of others' content because they lack vision, creativity, and maybe a face for radio is what they've got. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's just how I've lived my life. Like, touch grass. As a parent and a child, uh, two different things. Uh, can one exist without the other? I'm not sure what you mean. Streams are recorded in the cloud. There's an oversight committee to put into place to ensure that COD releases in the same state everywhere. Okay. The oversight committee to be put in place, as I understand it, would be selected by Microsoft. And, Paimon, that's quite literally why... The CMA says, let's let's let the market emerge. Let's just let the market emerge. The global oversight required for keeping this thing in check, for keeping the cloud market in check, come on. Like, if, if that's the required level of regulatory oversight, the CMA has yet to say, Microsoft bad. Microsoft evil, they're going to hurt cloud. That's not what they have said. They have simply said they have a head start. They currently have an advantage. They want to buy a stronger advantage and stronger leverage, which would then require us to have lots of oversight and regulatory, you know, committees, and it would have to be at a global scale. Let's just let this market emerge. Let's let this market emerge without regulatory oversight to that degree let's allow market impact to dictate where this market goes Microsoft normally are very quick to react to news but they're silent it is uh, is it because the EU have offered a conditional approval and perhaps Microsoft isn't entirely happy with it am I misreading I would say you're misreading Shelley because Brad Smith publicly said that they they accept this and he said that the concessions apply globally right he says that they apply globally. And the thing is, is the concessions aren't even really concessions. It's a, what free license to all these platforms. Again, why would Microsoft care about that? Why would they care about that? Oh, no. <laughs> we have to give a free license for 10 years to the users uh, and, and the cloud services so they can play games. They buy from us? I still can't sleep at night after the singular mobile merger. Thank you for the $5 super chat tip, 18 May. <laughs> That's not a concession. Like, I, 
it it blows my mind. This image makes it look like well, Microsoft's going to buy all this property and they're going to play really nice with the console platforms and the cloud competitors. They are a console competitor and a cloud gaming competitor. This is so. This is like this is so close to just being propaganda. This doesn't look like something a regulatory body would put together. This looks like something that would leak from an earnings call. Do you remember those earnings calls with Sony that leaked and we're like, oh, there's games coming to PC. This is what they looked like. Like Microsoft's just over here being nice. Yeah, they're just gonna take these Activision Blizzard games. And they're just going to give them to to cloud gaming services with a free license. And they're just going to keep distributing them on consoles. The CFO quite literally said anything they buy will be first, better, or best on their ecosystem. They're actively competing in the markets on the bottom of that image. It's misleading. The weirdest picture I've seen this year. Yeah, so many people misunderstood. I guarantee you, Alex, if you're in chat, you better edit your video quick. They're missing what the point that I was making with my tweet. I guess he's going to put me in one of his videos. I love Alex. Go for it. But you better buckle up. You better understand the point that I was making. Misunderstanding me isn't a roast. It isn't. Like, that image doesn't represent the market. It doesn't represent the reality that will come from Microsoft owning Activision Blizzard. It's misleading. It just and, and this is what so many people keep forgetting is this is bigger than Call of Duty. This is bigger than Game Pass, right? It's so much bigger than that. The CMA, notice the CMA's emphasis on its independence. What do you I'm not sure what you mean, Lee Lord. The CMA discovered that for Microsoft's next console, their goal why is Mario in the image? Oh, because of the... <laughs> that is... That's Mario! <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't even notice that. That's brilliant. That's... Listen, if if you really need a lesson in just how brilliant this image is, let me make it real big for you. Look at the monitor. Activision Blizzard games. Yeah, apparently... They think that's that's Mario. Wow, we're really working with a crack squad here. Whoever whoever whipped up that image. I, I rest my case on the validity of that freaking image. Do you want them independent? Don't you want them independent? Well, here's the thing. If Microsoft was like EA, they were just a publisher, this discussion would be entirely different. Because they would have a vested interest in continuing to distribute the software everywhere equally and and as strongly as possible. Microsoft doesn't necessarily have that interest in mind. It's why all the contracts and the licenses are likely 10 years. Do you want to know what happens 10 years from now? They will be launching their new console speculation around the extension they gave to PlayStation originally was to coincide with their next console release and their next console release according to the CMA's own own findings is supposed to coincide with a unified ecosystem PC mobile cloud and console all wrapped into one so 
don't you think it's interesting that Microsoft keeps stressing 10 years, 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. So in 10 years, when they're ready to usher in the next phase of their strategy, all those licenses fall off. All those contracts fall off. And Microsoft emerges as this unified storefront. In one of their documents, they literally said that they have plans to shutter Call of Duty Mobile and launch Warzone Mobile. Now, why do you think that they would do that? Because that means they're not ripping property from an existing store. They're just giving it an EOL. They're just doing end of life. And then they launch Warzone Mobile. Where do you think you could play Warzone Mobile? Where? On their storefront and their ecosystem. You, you 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 can't keep looking at this as if like, well, I'm going to get more games on Game Pass. This is a great deal. You are talking about an endemic reality to the future of gaming. And they want to control it. Look at what happened when cell phones clearly became endemic to daily life. What happened? Consolidation. Look, look at what happened to internet infrastructure. Same thing. They, they consolidated it up and 10 years ago we were supposed to be delivered a fiber a fiber system countrywide in America and we still don't have it after 10 years billions stolen and broken promises and the the irony the irony is you know Mo is saying oh good more for me the grand irony is you end up getting less as a consumer when this sort of stuff goes through you end up getting less because once they control it all, Microsoft has made it very, very clear. The way they treat software is how they're going to treat gaming. You silo it up, and what you say is, is you say, listen, listen, once it's siloed up, you got to come to us to play these games. You got to come over here. I wouldn't be shocked. I've made this prediction before. I believe Microsoft wants to get away from purchasing games. They want to get away from purchasing games. You want to play our games? You like all this great property that we have? Yeah, no problem. Sign up. Get a subscription. That's how that's how that, you know, Adobe did that with Creative Suite. Microsoft is 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 moving towards that with Microsoft Office. It's like extremely difficult to just buy Microsoft Office. They've moved so many people to subscription. You want to keep your office licenses? You want to keep Microsoft Office running? Look at what they do. Operating systems become endemic to the PC world. Uh, Microsoft Office becomes endemic to the business world. And what do they do? They, cons- they, they, they basically shove out the competition and they put everything on a subscription fee. So when you do that, you limit the consumer's choice. Even the guy from Google, the vice president from Google Cloud, he literally said, we have all these, we have all these uh, vendors that are expressing frustration that Microsoft is out here actively limiting choice. That's what, that's Microsoft's MO. Their MO is to limit choice. How many operating systems can you really choose between? And, and Microsoft Office, all these businesses rely on it. They've got all their stuff wrapped up into the 365, the email, even if they're, maybe they're using Azure. They're all using all those systems. And gaming is having this massive, whoa, massive explosive moment. And cloud gaming is about to have its initial stage of growth. And they want to be in control. They want to be controlling a significant portion of that market. What's good, Brap? 
East Coast Overlord with a $5 Super Chat tip. Steam being an objectively better piece of software is keeping Game Pass in check. Microsoft Store sucks so much. Well, sure. Of course, of course. Like, Steam is in a great spot, but Steam is also in a position a lot of times to control what developers can do and where they put their games. What if Sony does not accept the 10-year deal from the beginning and Microsoft loses revenue for 10 years? What if Sony says, okay, go ahead, but without us starting now? I've seen a lot of people throw that theory out. I don't think Sony would be able to do that. I think their fiduciary duty to their shareholders, they, I don't think Sony can peacock like that. Oh, we don't want, we don't want Call of Duty anymore. I don't think Sony would do that at all. Pot calling the kettle black from Google, coming from Google. I'm not going to sit here and posture as if Google's as pure as the driven snow. But homie, if Google says somebody's being anti-competitive, we better perk up and listen. Wait, what? That's like a gangster telling you, I don't know. Those guys over there, they're getting a little too rough. Wait, what do you mean? Too rough for you? <laughs> If Google says there's anti-competitive behavior going on, well, I don't know. It makes me want to listen up and be like, wait, what's going on over there? What? <laughs> of all companies to be accused of anti-competitive behavior, Google? Oh, well, okay. We better pay attention then. Sony rejecting Call of Duty will be anti-competitive? It wouldn't be anti-competitive. It would be anti-profit. And their fiduciary duty duties would... I chuckle every time he says fiduciary. Why? Their duty to their shareholders, they would say, listen, listen, you can't do that. We stand to lose too much money. Revenue instead of a replacement. Oh, Sony can't do that even if they wanted to. Not even if they found something else that makes up the revenue. Because if it can make up the revenue, then it could just be more on top of the existing revenue instead of a, 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 a replacement. I mean, I don't think that it's an accident. How do I get the VIP upgrade? There's an upgrade command you can type in chat. I don't think it's an accident that Sony is acquiring Shooter Studio talents or working with Shooter Studios, right? I don't think it's an accident. I think they are making moves to have something comparable. But the biggest challenge is, and this is one of the things that they pushed back on with the CMA, it was like the the loyalty here is so entrenched. These people, this is all they play, right? Imagine if Fortnite was suddenly no longer available on Xbox. Imagine what that would do. It would make a lot of people move off of Xbox. Why? Because that's the only game that they play. Some of these games are so ingrained and entrenched, the person's just like, I don't care where it goes. I'm going to go where the game goes. I don't think Sony would say, oh, we don't want your 10-year deal. You can keep Call of Duty. Screw you. Like, the mutual destruction there wouldn't, wouldn't be worth it. Google had shut down on the cards for Stadia from the get-go and blamed the ABK deal for shutting it down. Yeah, as far as cloud services go, I actually thought that guy's commentary was very helpful. Like, if we want to globally, you know, and broad brush, just sweep Google off the platform, like, oh, you guys aren't allowed to talk, that's dismissive in order to not engage what the guy has said. That's not how you argue. You don't just dismiss and say, well, it's Google, so who gives a frick what they're saying? No, no, hang on a minute. (laughs) 
if you're going to dismiss Google and not trust what they say, then what in the frick reason do you have to trust Microsoft? They're arguably worse than Google with the history of, of, of absolutely squeezing out the competition and doing things that are way... How many fines has Microsoft paid historically? So like, if you're going to act like Google shouldn't be believed because they're Google, then why in the world are you believing Microsoft of all companies? Like You just look silly. Like If you're going to have that level of rejection of a company like oh i'm not going to trust google because google's pretty scummy you're literally holding hands with the devil like microsoft is no better historically like at all what about amazon yeah just as bad just as bad it, this is what happens in this debate i firmly believe it i firmly believe that this is what happens people see xbox and game pass and they don't see microsoft And it's super easy to see. If Amazon or Google was trying to do this, people would have a serious problem with it. Why? Because they see Amazon. They see Google. They see what these companies have done. They see how many times these companies have been in court. They gloss over and ignore the fact that Microsoft's been in court as many times and done just as many things to squash competition and to to protect their own dominance. But people don't see Microsoft. They see Xbox. They see Xbox Game Pass. They, oh, I won't have to pay for Call of Duty. Like, what a one-dimensional way to behave as a consumer. I will, I just suddenly want to buy this game, and that makes this deal good. Okay. You sound like a sucker. Like, I, it sounds like I can get you to sign a contract with a, with a, with a candy bar. So, you're going to own all my assets? Firstborn child? Okay. And my car? Okay. And I get this candy bar for free. Like, that's it? That's all it takes to convince you? If Sony pulled COD from their platform, uh, would be the greatest thing to happen? I don't think that would be great at all. Why would that be great? Why, why would that be great? I want Diablo on Game Pass ASAP. But you've established one thing that matters to you getting games on game pass right you've established one thing that matters to you if that's the only requirement for approving a deal like this then i don't know what to tell you like that just seems so thoughtless there's no thought or analysis there that that's so unidimensional is that all it takes for you to approve of something? I'm going to get games on Game Pass. These are games coming to the market. These are games already in development. These are properties that already exist. These are properties that will continue to be distributed to all platforms. You know what's funny about this image? You know what's absolutely hilarious about this image? Is that Activision Blizzard games could do all of what's on this image without Microsoft. That's what's absolutely hysterical and simply uncompelling about this image. Just remove Microsoft from the equation for a second, right? Just remove them. Activision Blizzard games can still go down to those controllers and be on consoles, and guess what? They could broker deals with all those cloud gaming services. Oh my gosh, what a concept. What a concept that the current property owner of the game could do all the things that are on that image. It's crazy, isn't it? They could broker deals with these amazing companies like Boosteroid, and they could get their platform, I'm sorry, their their games on more platforms. 
Don't you think it's interesting that Activision's is officially on record as avoiding Game Pass because it's antithetical to sales and revenue? The, the, the only way that Microsoft can get... You really have to think about this from the other side of the telescope. Let's just grant the premise that this is good for you because more games will come to Game Pass. I want you to think about what it's taking to get you games on Game Pass. Publishers are actively avoiding Game Pass because it's antithetical to sales. And Microsoft's only play is to brute force $70 billion buy the property so now it can go on Game Pass. That's what it takes to get to this, oh, I get more games on Game Pass. To me, if I'm a gamer and I'm looking at my Xbox, I have a Series X right now, and I'm looking at the lack of games, okay? The lack of first-party, top-shelf, high-value games. Do you know what this doesn't do for me at all? It doesn't net me more games. It doesn't. These games are already coming to the market. These pieces of property already exist. You're not netting me more games. You're just saving me a little bit of money. You're just saving me some money. That's it. I'm not getting more games. I'm not getting more quality games. The games are already being developed. If anything... I'm getting less quality games. This guy's leaping at straws that the CMA are now on the ropes because of this decision and their appeal with Microsoft could be in the water. That Does he understand that these are different regulatory bodies? These are different places. The United Kingdom and the EEA are separate. So they can approve it and they can block it and it doesn't one doesn't affect the other. <laughs> Nobody can argue that the CMA's block affects the EEA, and no one can argue that the EU's block affects the CMA. That's not how it works. Right? It's not like, oh, well, now that you guys did that, we're screwed. We can't, we can't block it anymore. What? Like, what? Saving money is the goal of a rational consumer. That's unidimensional. I don't want to just save money. Not in a leisure market. In a luxury market, my job is not to save money. No, my job is to get the best. It's to get the best. I think that's too. That's just such a unidimensional lo- look at a, the consumer. When I go into the luxury market to buy a luxury vehicle or clothing, am I am I am I am I shopping? Am I racing to the bottom on price? Who's who's racing to the bod- bottom when they go and 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 buy a top of the line Ferrari? The luxury market. Who's racing to the bottom in that market? Technology. You want the best television? You want really good speakers? You want really good headphones? Who's racing to the bottom in the luxury market? Who? That doesn't make any sense. I wasn't racing to the bottom on price when I early adopted and bought a, and bought an Xbox Series X. I wasn't racing to the bottom and trying to save money when I bought a PlayStation 5. 
I, I didn't do that. Even, even the economic reality of scalpers shows that this luxury market is not run by, and it doesn't operate on, and the motor doesn't keep going with penny pinchers and money savers. It's a luxury market. When I bought my PSVR 2, when I bought this controller, when I bought my my PlayStation 5 Edge controller, it's a luxury market. I'm not I'm not racing to the bottom. You're right. The goal is to maximize value, which comes from paying less for the same good. But that's not always the case though. Try and do that with Nintendo games. They all they, they never discount their games. There is no maximizing good for the least amount of money with Nintendo. It's a luxury market. Please never compare video games to a Lambo. Please never misunderstand an analogy. What, are you a YouTuber now? That's what they do, right? They completely misunderstand analogies. It's too hard. I'm comparing one luxury market to another. The minute somebody's in the market for a Lambo, the minute somebody's in the market for a really, really nice television or a really nice pair of headphones or a next-gen console, you're not dealing with somebody who's racing to the bottom on price. You're in a luxury market. Luxury clothing, you don't do that. You don't go to like, what are you going to walk into Brooks Brothers and be like, yo, where's the clearance rack? Where's the clearance rack? The analogy's way off, though. It sucked. Those are assertions. Argue why it's a bad analogy. Why should we look at video games, digital entertainment, technology? Why should we look at that as not a luxury market? Where all that matters is price. If all that matters is price, you guys understand the axioms of business, right? If all you value is price, then you ain't gonna get a lot of value. Right? Have you ever run a small business? You you can't choose. You can only choose two of the three. You can't. You you have to choose between what is it? It's uh, value, price, and convenience. I always mess up the three. You can only choose two. The minute you go and drive down price because that's what matters to you, there is there is a connected line between that and the value that you typically get. You want to save money on your car? You're going you're gonna to go down in value. Assuming video games are a luxury market is one thing. Video games isn't a luxury. It's a commodity. It was a luxury back in the 80s. I, okay. Luxury versus commodity. I'd have to think through whether or not you're right or not. But in my mind, it's a luxury item. It's a luxury item. It's high priced. It it's purely entertainment driven. Let's just okay, let's ignore luxury versus commodity for a second. Let's just track with this line of thinking. If all that matters is price, the lower you drive price, typically the lower the value goes. Reforge coffee versus community coffee from the store. One costs more than the other, but one was higher quality than most people will pay for quality. Quality provides value. Thank you. Dodevas was 17 months and it's a VIP. The luxury commodity. I mean, are we going to do this? 
Commodity is a raw material or primary agricultural product that can be bought and sold such as copper or coffee. That doesn't sound like video game. A luxury commodity is uh, a good for which demand increases more than what is proportional as income rises so that expenditures of the good become greater proportion of the overall spending. Too early in the morning for all this. In, in economics, a luxury good or upmarket good is a good for which demand increases more than that is proportional as income rises. I don't think you can describe it as a commodity. A, a good sold for production or consumption, just as it was found in nature, that's a commodity. You literally cannot describe video games as a commodity. If I've ever seen a word misused before, boy, that's one of them. It's, you can't call it that. This is a luxury market. This is tough on mobile. Give me a bit. I'll be on keyboard. Okay, Zubair. Anything that is not essential to your survival is, at its core, a luxury item. Right. Think of it in this realm. You need clothing and buying luxury clothing isn't needed. That's what makes it luxury, right? You're spending for the prestige. You're spending for the status. Entertainment is a luxury. Buying a really nice television, buying the the the, the video game systems, the Blu-ray players, the audio systems, that's all luxury. And when you buy into a luxury market, we're having a needless debate. We don't need to debate whether or not it's a luxury market. Your opinion on that is superfluous to the reality of when price goes down, value often goes down. I think a lot of you guys are misunderstanding. Like, I'm not describing it as a luxury item like you're living in the you're living in the lap of luxury. You're sitting by a pool and swirling wine and drinking, you know, and eating grapes. that luxury can purely mean it's a luxury item in that like you don't need it it's it's high level tech in economics a luxury good for the up market is a good for which demand increases more than what it's proportional as income rises yeah I already read that I'm I'm actually not really understanding how that distinguishes itself from other items they're saying that the demand for it increases more than what is proportional as income rises. So, like, it, the demand is rising faster. DK Beggar with a gifted membership. Thank you so much. This all started as an analogy. Well, I was out here helping educate kids that don't bother paying attention in school. Dude, you're the one uh, talked of a luxury item and compared it to a Lambo for crying out loud. Yes, because you don't need the Lambo. You don't need video games either. I genuinely think, I genuinely think sometimes people just are not equipped to engage with analogies. Like, you take them too literally. Well, video games aren't a car. I can't put gas in my video game box. You're just not equipped, bro. Like, it's not, your lack of intelligence isn't my fault. 
comparing video games to luxury items has got to be one of the most pedestrian analogies I have ever done and it's still lost on some of you droolers like it's so pedestrian it's so basic it's painful that we've actually spent time on this it's painful that you don't see video games as a luxury market like good night it it is a luxury market you're buying something purely for its entertainment value it's not necessary for life i posted the dummy definition for luxury good a luxury good for the dummies is something you buy more of the more money you have so this is so pedestrian I, I, I can't put gasoline in my Xbox Series X. Maybe you should. The entire point that I was trying to make is that if you just look at the consumer's responsibility as I need to save as much money as possible, the more you have to do, the more you have to drive, I'm sorry, the more you have to drive price down, that's what matters to you you get a decreased value in conjunction with it. Look at everything in life. Look at cheeseburgers. There are five-star restaurants that'll make you a cheeseburger that'll make you question the existence of, of the spiritual world. You're like, there must be a God. This is too tasty. And then there are cheeseburgers that will make you say, I deserve this, as you have bubble guts in the in the stall at the restaurant, Okay. There's a spectrum of cheeseburger quality out there. And typically, the quality of what you get is in conjunction with the money you spend. There's a reason we have phrases like, you get what you pay for. So, that's true everywhere. It's true with clothes. Go buy the cheapest clothes you can get, and then go buy high-value luxury clothing. You've got different stitching, different raw materials are used, durability is different, all of those things are different. Look at technology. Go buy the cheapest television and buy the most expensive television. You get a different in difference in quality and value. That's the entire point that I was trying to make. If all that matters to you is driving price down, the market reality makes it crystal clear you're going to get lower value when you approach the market in that way. You're going to. You're going to get a lower quality item. If you and I go out and shop, and as we've seen, luxury items are typically purchased more the more money that you make, right? This is why when you look at people who live in luxury, what do they do? They buy really nice cars, really nice clothes. They have the best stereo systems, the best TVs, all of this, okay? So the more money they make, the more money they spend on luxury. And if you look at the differences between the two systems right now, if you're willing to spend $70 on games... Typically, what you should be seeing, if the economic realities up to this point reign true, that ecosystem should met out higher quality games, and an ecosystem that's just basically trying to shovel out games on a subscription service because they have to keep price down for the consumer, it will lower the value of the items that you receive. It's, it's no different than if you subscribe to one of those services that like deliver food to your door... 
compare that quality of food from going to like the local butcher and the local farmer's market, buying the food there at a higher premium price, and then making it yourself. Which food do you think is going to be of higher quality? The subscription food that's mass produced or the food that you bought from a local vendor? Like, where do you think the quality is going to land between the two? This isn't this isn't rocket science. This is a basic principle. There's a basic principle that when you're willing to spend more, especially for luxury items, you're typically going to get better quality things. It doesn't always pan out this way, by the way. There's all sorts of things going on, especially in like the appliance world, because they build in, you know, systemic obsolescence or planned obsolescence. Because when I was growing up, my parents would buy a microwave and it would last 20 years. And now you buy a microwave and maybe it lasts for eight years. Okay. Planned obsolescence is sometimes not planned, but systemic obsolescence. Because in order for the manufacturer of the microwave to maintain its margins and its competitive pricing against all the other manufacturers, because they're outsourcing production they're buying cheaper parts that creates systemic obsolescence so even though you're actually paying more for the devices than our parents did in their day you're actually getting lower quality pieces of equipment so it's not always true but generally it's true that that happens and paimon it's your last day here go hang out with him if you're just going to keep saying that in my stream I don't pay any attention to people like that. They're beneath me. I don't care about people that want to grift and insult. I I don't deal in the realm of juvenility. The prudent man ignores the insult. I don't care about those people. And if all you're going to do is come in here and simp for a grifter, go watch him. All I was trying to say was, if that's how you're going to look at gaming and that's your single most important factor is driving price down you will get low quality stuff it's just true it's demonstrably observable in the world you can see it in any other sector when i was shopping for emo emotes okay One of the things that the emote artist that I worked with ran into is in order to remain competitive against all the other emote artists, it was a race to the bottom on price. I told him he was the best emote artist in existence and he should be charging more. Charge a premium, you'll attract better clientele. But the race to the bottom required him to be competitive. Well, what happened? Well, typically, when you're racing to the bottom and you're, you're charging less than you want to, you're going to rush the work, you're going to cut corners, you're going to do less iterations. And I always paid him double what he asked because, number one, I got priority, he bumped me in the line, and he gave me more iterations. He would make more adjustments. Why? Because I was paying him for the value that I got. When you race to the bottom, you get less quality stuff. If I would have just been trying to nickel and dime him, I would have gotten less quality work. I would have gotten less iterations. I would have gotten less edits to the emotes. Lono, where are we going next? Does the EU deal change the course of the deal, or is the CMA firmly blocking the deal? Shelly, as far as I can tell, the CMA is continuing to block it. 
they're just going to continue to block it. They're like, no, we, we stand by our conclusion. The cloud market, as it emerges, needs to remain free and as less regulated as possible. If this deal goes through, it creates a regulatory impetus. We are going to have to regulate this emerging market at a global scale, and they think that that's bad. And I happen to agree with them. Because you can hold two realities in your hand, by the way. Number one, you can hold a reality in your hand that you think consolidation is bad. And number two, you can think over-regulating a market is bad. I happen to hold both of those in my hand. Because historically, if you look at the way things have gone, that's pretty good. That's pretty good balance. Don't let companies over-consolidate. Don't over-silo the market. It allows for freedom, competition, innovation. Oh, and also, if you want freedom and competition and innovation, you can't overregulate the market either. You don't get to hold either of those things in your hand. This would be massive consolidation, which would require an equal response of global regulation. That's bad for the market. That's such a locked, airtight argument. Like, nobody engages with that. It's all CMA's crying, CMA's desperate, CMA sounds like a, a jilted girlfriend, CMA sounds like... It's like, did you engage with anything they said? Did you engage with any of the market realities that they've observed and what level of regulatory oversight this would require? And you think that that's just fine? Let's just go with it. Let's go for it because I'm going to get Game Pass games. Von Raz says, One of the easiest analogies is construction cost. Good work costs money. Anyone can build a house, but one can build one with sticks and one with two by fours. One cost more equals better quality. Yeah, generally in construction, if you use higher quality uh, materials, I have a guy who does uh, carpentry, and you use higher quality wood, higher quality materials, even higher quality tools, you get better work. You get better work. You get better craftsmanship. I agree with the CMA, says Shelley. I see no reason why they shouldn't allow market to develop organically. The thought of regulating every deal and game and license globally is so short-sighted and insane to me. FTC has not been to court yet. Yeah, they haven't been to court yet. The advantage I think that the FTC has is they can now consider the market realities of all these other locations so they can look at what the cma thought they can look at what the eu thought they can look at what japan thought and they can weigh that and say where does that land on what we think that's a lot of extra investigative power i think that puts the ftc into a very good position to come to a holistic conclusion because they could be just like the cma the cma concludes sony you're way too strong to be crying about this. The market of consoles will be just fine. But then when they get the cloud, they might come to a different conclusion because that's essentially what the CMA did. They basically said, we don't think there's any problem here with consoles. The EU and the CMA are in agreement on that. I, I made sure to stress that in the show open. They're actually in agreement that the console market would not be harmed. It wouldn't. It has to do with the emerging cloud market. That's the issue that the CMA took. Because I think the CMA is looking at the same projections that Japan has looked at, that China has looked at, the US has looked at it. Cloud is just getting started and it will, it'll, in, in five or ten years, it'll be just like how fast 
uh, cell phone spread. Look how long it took. I moved to... I moved here in 2002. And I had the most basic flip phone I think I've ever seen. Cell phones at that point were very expensive. They were very hard to get, right? There was lots of different cell phone companies to go to. They were very primitive in their design. They're very basic. That was in 2002. Three years later, three years later, I worked at Singular. And four to five years later, I had an iPhone. Right? When did the first iPhone release? First iPhone release. My, my mind's foggy. 2007, I was correct. Five years later, I had an iPhone. That's how fast the cell phone industry changed. Five years is all it took. Microsoft's out here offering 10-year licenses and 10-year contracts. Where do you think cloud gaming, cloud infrastructure, cloud services, where do you think it's going to be in just five years' time? At the rate that machine learning is advancing, at the rate that AI is advancing, and that's advancing at a breakneck speed and compounding on itself, likely to bring about the singularity, which is when technology will advance so fast we won't be able to predict the outcomes. We're about to have that, what's that, an event horizon? We're about to have that moment in tech. That's all happening in conjunction with cloud just getting started. I had a cell phone since 98. Sure, what I'm saying is look at how the form factor, how fast it changed. When I got a cell phone in 2002, when I started working at Singular in 2005, the most advanced devices they had, do you guys remember those? It was the, uh, they had the Blackberries, but then they had the Oh, dadgummit, I can't remember their name. You pulled the stylus out, and you would tap the screen. I can't believe I forgot the name of them. It's been so long, I'm so old. I forget the name of them. Look how fast the form factor changed in two years. I get hired by the company in 2005. Two years later, the iPhone launches. No, it wasn't the Razer. It was, uh, um, what's the, what's the, 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 the Palm Pilot. Thank you, Sony Kent. The Palm Pilot. Do you guys remember these stupid, ugly phones? The Palm Pilot? Do you guys remember this thing? They had Palm Pilot phones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right here. You guys are... It's a a Palm Pilot spam uh, in chat right now. Yeah, this is what they look like. I get hired at the company in 2005... And this, this is the height of cell phone technology. That's what it looked like when I got hired. Look at that thing. Two years later, the iPhone lands on the scene, disrupts the entire industry, completely changes what people think about phones. I remember dismissing the iPhone. I remember saying, there's no buttons. There's one button. It's a touchscreen only. It took two years for that to change. So you have to think about just how fast cell phones changed. Think about how fast that cloud gaming and cloud services are going to change. Think about how quickly it will become endemic to daily life. In our lifetime, cell phones went from this to to Instagram and Tickety Talk and Twitter and It's a social phenomenon now. Everybody has a device in their hand that's got the power of 
a computer from just, I don't know, maybe seven or ten years ago. That's how fast it changed. Nobody's thinking about that. Cloud gaming and cloud services, cloud as a concept, is literally having its birth moment. It's going through its birth pangs right now. Not only the form factor, Lono, the whole utility of a phone changed with the iPhone. That's exactly right. So cloud will do the same thing, just like internet and cell phones became endemic to daily life. Let's think of it another way. We've been beating around this bush this entire time. Cell phones and the internet are endemic to daily life, and cloud is like this web that just ties it all together. It's going to be able to tie it all together. And the company that has control, the company that has the strongest position in that market stands to be in a very great position. And that's been Microsoft's MO. They saw home computers and computers in offices becoming endemic to both business, both commercial and personal life. And look what they did with operating systems. Just stepping back in, but the problem with cloud gaming is that it needs infrastructure like fiber internet does. It isn't about devices, it's about infrastructure. That is 100% the reason that everyone looks at cloud gaming and goes, cloud gaming? (laughs) That's literally why. That's literally why. People look at cloud gaming and they're like, cloud gaming? Really? What? What? That? That's the one. That's why it got canceled. That's why it got blocked. But that's the thing. Infrastructure could could change on a dime. The only I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. One of the best things that could come from this acquisition is Microsoft would put a lot of pressure on at least the United States government to say, "Hey, hey, we need we need you to push these internet service providers." to build the fiber infrastructure that they promised. We can't we can't do what we need to do with cloud. Cloud ain't cloud ain't going anywhere until we get the infrastructure. Microsoft could potentially fund some of it. Now that would be nice, but I would imagine they would just put pressure on the government to say, "Hey, get these guys going. We can't do any of the stuff that we want to do with cloud. We're lagging behind." You want to lag behind Japan? You already are. Let me, re- let me refine the point. I think a lot of people will get access to cloud gaming. Everyone will not get access to cloud gaming. Just like fiber optic cable. Sure. Yeah, do you think the CMA's decision will be appealed? What do you mean do you think the decision will be appealed? His question doesn't make any sense. Microsoft has already committed to appeal the decision. Appealing would lead to an overturned decision or a reversal. I don't think he understands the words that he's using. It is being appealed. Okay? Oh my gosh, the function of that word, that that literally hurts my brain. I allow my daughter to sometimes appeal my decision. I say, no, you cannot have the cookie. And she appeals. If I give her the the, the cookie, my decision was not appealed when that happened. My, My decision was appealed when she asked me to change my mind. 
This grammar lesson hurts. When I give her the cookie, my decision was reversed or changed. Good golly. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, if you're for blocking it because of cloud, you're being dishonest and you know. Cloud will never be in reality in 10 to 20 years when we finally have decent internet. No, that's not true. That's Number one, that's pure presumption. And number two... They've never said that cloud will be this massive reality. I'm saying that. The CMA didn't say that. The CMA said this decision, this decision is based upon the market emerging. It's not based on how big they think the market will be. Do you understand? They're not saying that the cloud market's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. They didn't put any. I read through it. I didn't see any revenue projections. I didn't see any size projections. They simply said, this market's emerging. Our analysis concludes that Microsoft already has a great foothold in this market as it's emerging. And so we don't want to have to interfere here. The level of oversight on this market would be global. We would rather let this market emerge free with market impacts. That's what their argument is. They're not saying, oh yeah, cloud's about to be huge and endemic. That's what I've been saying. Reforge, let's say the ABK deal goes through. Microsoft does whatever. What is the worst possible outcome for Sony and the PlayStation brand in the future? I mean, I don't like turning this into a Microsoft versus Sony thing. You know what you'll notice this morning? I've almost very rarely and infrequently, I think I mentioned Sony in the open, and maybe once after that, because somebody asked me, what do you think if Sony would rip Call of Duty? They just wouldn't put Call of Duty on their platform anymore. That's the only time I've spoken about Sony. I I have done my, my absolute best anytime I've covered this to not be like, oh, this is about Sony, 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 because all these guys out there think that I'm a Sony pony because... Again, they, they, they don't understand, you know, economic realities and criticisms of the deal. They just assume you don't like it, therefore Sony Pony, because they think like cavemen. So this morning, I've, I'm almost not at all mentioned Sony, except for when I was asked a question. And even then, I was like, I don't think Sony would do that. So as far as worst case scenario for Sony, if this goes through in 10 years, they would no longer get Call of Duty. I think that's what would, that's, that's worst case scenario. Yo, that's a big one. See more butts. He loves to make me say see more butts. He gifts a monster amount of members, taking us to 36, rolling it up to the next milestone of 50. Now I owe you five gifted members. Every, every 25, I have to give five back. Thank you very much. Guys, something that I haven't been asking for today, which really does help out the video, is likes. There's almost a thousand people here, man. Smash that like button. Give me your likes, give me your energy, give me your gifted members. Consider becoming a member if you listen and watch on a regular basis. Becoming a member is five bucks a month and you get into all my extra content. I want to know, what is lost for gamers if the deal gets blocked? Things stay the same. If it gets approved, everybody gets Activision Blizzard on their streaming services. I... That's not... <laughs> That's not even remotely true, though. If it gets blocked they could still put Activision Blizzard games on streaming services. Why is Activision Blizzard unable to do that right now? What's stopping them? 
Why can't they do it? Yo, B Nibble coming in with a two spot. Thank you so much. Wait. B Nibble? Have you all. Matt's. That, is that you in the picture? This entire time. I didn't think. Just stop, Lono. Just stop what? Randall coming in and renewing the membership. Thank you so much. ABK can negotiate with anyone. They will not put Activision Blizzard games uh, hands on streaming services. Why? I don't understand. Why not? Can somebody explain to me why they won't do it? It doesn't make any sense to me. They already stated they do not want to. So what you're saying is indicative, indicative to your argument. Indicative to my argument? Do you know how to... That's not how that word is used. So they can... That was what I said. I said, what's stopping them? They can. And you're saying they've stated that they don't want to. (laughs) That's not a repudiation of my point. They can if they want. It devalues their games. (laughs) Why are people concentrating on Xbox versus PlayStation? It's bad for gaming, full stop. Yeah, I've tried not to focus on that this morning. I've tried to purely focus on market realities, what the CMA actually concluded, and why I don't think that the EU's conclusion is compelling. I've I've done everything I could to not invoke Sony, because I have all these people that hate watch. They're frothing at the mouth to make content. It's like, my gosh... I, I, I would never want to be in that position. I, like, I go to Twitter and I'm like, what's happening in the gaming world? Cool, let's do a show about it. I, I can't imagine having to spend my day watching people that I don't like or disagree with. What an unenjoyable experience. Siege Master was 17 months in a VIP. What do I think happens now? I think all eyes turn to the FTC, right? The bigger players have all weighed in except for the FTC. China hasn't weighed in, but Japan D- Japan approved it. So I would say all eyes turn to the FTC at this point. I, I don't, where else are we supposed to look? Who else is left? I don't think it goes back to business as usual. I think Activision Blizzard intends on selling. I don't disagree with you at all, Black Mesa. I could see Activision Blizzard wanting to sell off pieces and parts of their property. At the, at the very least, I could see Microsoft making a run at getting King Mobile. Okay, okay, we can't get ABK. We we want we want King Mobile. China blocked it. The last thing I saw from China was they rejected the request for a simplified application is that what it was called i'm doing my absolute best to cover this when it comes up only when it seems you know super important there've been a handful of times we have just avoided this entirely i don't enjoy covering it very much it, i have to work twice as long on the monologue i get misrepresented i get attacked I, it just it's it's super unenjoyable like it, i don't understand why people are reacting so strongly to a merger and somebody having an opinion that's different than theirs. Like, I, I don't know. Insecurity and inferiority complexes just run rampant in the content creator world. It just boggles my mind. 
I, there are tons of people out there that disagree with me. I've never felt the need to go personally attack them. There are so many people out there that are just cheering for this deal like a cheerleader. Cool, man. That's what you want to do with your brand. Go for it. They rejected the filing for application for approval. It was a simplified filing that they rejected, meaning they wanted to look at everything. Thank you, Jeeves, with three months. Activision says putting their games on Xbox Game Pass or other subscription services would, quote, lead to brands dilution and cannibalization of sales. I have no idea how Chinese antitrust is structured. What are their guiding principles? Just ballpark? I don't know. Zubair, they have a vested interest to probably block it. They have a lot of bad blood with Blizzard Activision. So, and Bobby Kotick didn't help. So I don't know. I I see China just blocking it on pure principle of we don't like you. (laughs) What's the scenario if the FTC comes to an agreement? That I don't know. I'm I'm not a global economist, so if the FTC somehow comes to an agreement, like let's say the FTC is compelled by the EU, and they're like, okay, we agree with that. If Microsoft agrees to those concessions and those free licensures, then we'll we'll, we'll approve the deal. I I don't know what the CMA is going to do. I don't. FTC has basically said, we're going to block this thing. Like, we don't want this to happen. So people like Amos are always saying, oh, they're going to come to an agreement. Well, yeah, this is after months of people saying the FTC can't do anything. Well, now it's, oh, the FTC is going to approve it and come to an agreement. You, you don't know anything. You're literally just stating what you hope will happen. Like people said that the CMA was going to approve it. Didn't. Your batting averages of, of predicting what's going to happen and who's going to do what is, is not very good. The CMA blocks, doubles down in the decision on social media. FTC preemptively takes it to court. Many more regulatory committees have yet to decide. EU approves. We won, guys. Xbox did it. Yeah, the FTC does not approve deals. Their their goal is to block it. They're going to sue. Stormkiller with 10 months of membership. Phil has recently said that yes... This deal is good for them, but unless Xbox starts making good first-party games, they will always lose the console war. Don't you guys think it's interesting that Phil Spencer basically admitted what their strategy is in that interview? Don't you think it's interesting? There's no scenario where this goes to court and the FTC wins. Sure, yeah. They've gone to court numerous times recently and have handed out hefty fines to Epic and other places and blocked certain acquisitions successfully, but sure, yeah. They don't have a chance in blocking this. Although they're doing a really good job recently of doing exactly what they said they committed to, which is blocking tech mergers that they don't think are good for the consumer. Bill Spencer all but said what their strategy was in that interview. If you listen carefully, he said, we lost the worst generation to lose when everybody built their digital libraries. Digital continuity is the new battleground, right? And what they're attempting to do is take the fight there. That's where Microsoft's taking the fight. Oh, digital libraries? Digital access to games, that's the fight? Okay, 
We can do that. We'll spend 70 billion. We'll launch a united ecosystem, a storefront that is console, cloud, mobile, and PC all wrapped into one. There's your digital continuity. That's their strategy. It's been their strategy all along. I, I've been screaming since March, maybe even before. This is about mobile. This is about cloud, and everybody dismissed it. Oh, cloud, mobile, nobody mobile games. It's the biggest gaming market out there. But cloud gaming doesn't matter. I don't see why people think that. The FTC doesn't have to win. Microsoft has to win the CMA, and that isn't going to happen, says Peter Parker. They lost the worst generation, but are preparing to win the future generation of cloud. It's it's not even the future generation of cloud, John. It's the future generation and how they interact with their digital library. If all of a sudden, a bunch of your digital library exists over there. <laughs> you, that's where you're going to have to go to access it. What kind of precedent does this set for future acquisitions on a global scale if this actually goes through? It's a little terrifying. Well, and that's something that I've been... Tr- like. I tried to cover that in... There was a there was a stream we did a while ago where there were rumors that like Sony was going to buy Take-Two. Sony's not going to buy Take-Two. But I said, imagine a world where that starts to happen. Where smaller developers and publishers feel exposed by the consolidation... And they start going hat in hand and saying, please buy us up. We, we don't feel like we have any buying power out here. We feel very exposed. It'll turn into a buying war. And your biggest bidders are the scariest players. Because your biggest bidders are Tencent, Amazon, Google. Microsoft is, is potentially shooting off the, the starter pistol. Tencent, Google, and Amazon. Those are your biggest bidders. Those are your scariest players. You want them walking out and saying, well, you just let Microsoft buy $70 billion, so we'll just buy this little $10 billion slice. Oh, they, we're going to buy a $10 billion slice. We're going to buy a $10 billion slice. Boop, 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 Silo, silo, silo. It'll look just like internet service providers. It'll look just like cell phone providers. And you're going to be standing there saying, but, 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 my, 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 my game pass, my game pass. Uh-huh. We're going to be looking at an over-consolidated market, an over-regulated market, no doubt, because the regulators will have to step in and do all sorts of analyzation. Think about this for a second. <laughs> Right now, when they push out a patch or an update for a game, it has to go through a certification process with Microsoft. Imagine an independent oversight committee, because governments are just so efficient and fast at everything they do. They're not. They're terrible. But let's just imagine some independent oversight committee is then in charge of double-checking to make sure that there's quality parity between Call of Duty and updates and DLCs. Just how efficient do you think that's going to make the pipeline for delivery? If suddenly you have the video game market 
not just being siloed up and consolidated up, but now you have all these independent oversight committees that have to ensure that everybody gets the same thing because that was one of the concessions. So for the next 10 years, that's what's going on. If the economics are pushing for consolidation, one failed merger won't change the large-scale economics. Businesses will still try to consolidate. True, Zubair, but it'll be more challenging. A failed merger will set a precedence for saying, hey, we just told these guys no for all these reasons. We're going to tell you no for the exact same reason." It would make it really hard for established platforms to buy large pieces of property, right? You know, Sony buys a studio with 150 employees and all these geniuses on Twitter are like, oh, so it's okay when Sony does it? Yeah, when it's 150 employees. Huh? You couldn't fill a a stadium with, with that company. What the frick are you talking about? You, you couldn't fill a high school basketball court with that, with that, with that company, that, that many people. It's not going to be efficient at all. Corners are going to be cut left and right and center. People will just push stuff through due to the laziness of it just being straight up paid off. Precedent's important in so many sectors. I love my gaming like I love my movies. Siloed and on multiple platforms for $15 a month. <laughs> Yeah, Disney's done Disney's done great things with the Star Wars property, haven't they? Haven't they? Aren't you glad that Disney bought up Star Wars? Haven't they done great things with Star Wars? If you ignore Mandalorian and Andor, it doesn't look very good for fans of Star Wars. They cranked out three horrible movies. The first one was mediocre, and everything got worse after. Thanks, Disney. Thanks for buying Star Wars and turning it into a product. Thanks, Disney, for buying Star Wars and cranking out Obi-Wan. Thanks, Disney, for buying Star Wars and insisting on a new Star Wars video game every six months, which is likely why Jedi Survivor came out too early. Thank you, Disney. Good job. Isn't consolidation great? Isn't it awesome when some big company buys a bunch of property? And awesome. I'm glad they bought Marvel. Yeah, look what they've done to Marvel. Just keep cranking out Marvel at a, at a cadence that has lowered quality. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is getting praise, but what? The, the Ant-Man movie? Trash. The latest Thor movie? Trash. A couple of TV shows? What the frick are you doing? Like, yeah, man. Just let just let it just let them. Just let this like Microsoft buy up Activision Blizzard, dude. It'll be totally fine. Turn it all into a product that needs to be shoveled out on a subscription service. That's gone great for Star Wars. Did the CMA say how the market will emerge naturally, or did they just state that mergers of this side aren't na- size aren't natural? What if mergers and acquisitions are the natural progression of this emerging market? DTOM, what they said was, the scope of the merger would require global oversight and regulation. They said that since the market's just emerging, they would rather have it emerge with market impacts. Mergers and acquisitions are not market impacts. They come from outside the market and try and manipulate it. Uh, Captain Toasty Buns with the VIP 17 months. Thank you so much. 
Boy, you're lying. CMA and the EU said console market and parity does not matter, only cloud. I never said anything to the contrary. In my show open, I quoted both of them. Well, I quoted the EU and said that they agreed with the CMA. The CMA in their provisional findings said that this would not cause a disruption of competition within the console market. EU said the same thing. I found the EU's argumentation to be not very compelling because they linked it they linked it to their own market. They said that because Call of Duty's not super popular in the EEA. Like if you're going to try to accuse me of lying or or not presenting things very well, maybe don't lie yourself. Like accusing somebody of lying while actively lying just makes you not only look hypocritical but also stupid. Activision's cadence is already trash producing poor quality. On that point and that point only, Microsoft couldn't hurt it. Oh, you don't think they could make it worse? You don't you don't think they could make it worse? Why? Why is the assumption that Microsoft ownership would make it better? Why? What's Microsoft's track record right now? What is it? How have they been doing? No, seriously, I genuinely mean this. What what's the 20-year pattern from Microsoft that makes you think, well, they're gonna buy Activision Blizzard and they're gonna fix them? Why do you think that? Why? Red Redfall? No, can't be that. What about uh, Halo Infinite? Disaster economically disastrous laying people off Joseph Staten's not there had to put the had, had to delay the game shoved out a trailer of a game that was clearly not ready game was in crisis they've mismanaged the halo they've mismanaged their own franchise for how many years come on you, you flight sim and Forza are great they're they're technically very impressive and they're pretty outside of that why why do you think <clears throat> why do you think that they're suddenly going to buy ABK and make things better? Was it really a disaster? Yes. I don't understand why people try to rewrite history on Halo Infinite. I I don't get it. I don't. It's liberating to just be honest about what happened. They delivered a good campaign. It wasn't great, but the single player lacked base level features like co-op replaying missions and increasing the difficulty there were bugs there were glitches their multiplayer launched in a beta it still is in a beta missing features a broken playlist for three months like i i don't understand how are your standards that low that you don't look at halo infinite and see it as a failure just didn't have content mo I can't respect that position because it's dishonest. I cannot respect the idea that Halo Infinite was great. They just didn't have content. If Halo Infinite is where you're resting your confidence in Microsoft and what they're going to do with Activision Blizzard, what you have in Halo Infinite is broken promises, failure to delivery, and layoffs. Those are facts. Those are just facts, objective realities. I'm not, that's not opinion.
Even some of the biggest Halo fans, some of the biggest Halo YouTubers do not maintain the position that some of you guys try to maintain where, well, now that we're far enough from Halo, we can sort of wash the past and make it look better than it was, and we'll just point to Metacritic. Oh, well, Metacritic, it got a great score. Yeah, the campaign got a good score on Metacritic. Yeah, that overrides all of the other litany of failures that Halo Infinite puts on full display. Layoffs happen everywhere. You have tw- you have 20 years of failure and loss and broken promises and a failure to compete. According to Phil Spencer himself, they're they're in third place. There's no way they're catching back up. But you think they're going to buy Activision Blizzard and make everything better? I can't even make fun of that, Mo. That's such an absurd position. The game is great, except it doesn't have content. Psychonauts 2 was amazing, better than Ratchet and Clank. That's subjective opinion. Ratchet and Clank was, as far as we can tell, technologically unprecedented with the level of, what is it, like five or six performance modes in it? And Psychonauts 2, sure. Psychonauts 2 came to market in large part thanks to Microsoft's funding. They stepped in, but that game wasn't developed by a Microsoft, like, long-standing piece of, of property or ownership like it was with 343 and Halo Infinite. They basically stepped in and saved Psychonauts 2, which that goes to Xbox's credit. I've never tried to take away credit from them from Psychonauts 2, but that was more of a financial problem. They didn't step in and like, oh yeah, we'll build it. We'll, we'll, we'll build Psychonauts 2. They stepped in and helped keep the thing going so that it could come to market, and they deserve props for that. That was a good move. That was a good maneuver. It made them look good that year. It did. It made them look good that year. They had a good game up on the podium with the other games, but you can't you can't rip out one game and be like, yeah, that's why I have all this confidence in, in Xbox. I love Psychonauts 2, but comparing it to Ratchet, it's a PS3 game. The fact can't be changed. Buying a company will not bring new AAA games to the Xbox platform. They will buy a company and put their logo on top of it. That's one of the reasons this deal doesn't doesn't it doesn't make me say, "Oh yeah, I'm for this deal." I don't. <clears throat> because it's not going to net me any more games. Like the difference between, you know what, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's the difference between somebody who owns every system and somebody who owns one system and they feel landlocked and this is desperation. That's what it is. I have every console. So I look at this deal and say, this deal doesn't do anything for me. This deal doesn't do anything for me. If you have both Disney and Netflix and Disney buys a bunch of property from Netflix, that doesn't do anything for you. It's just shifting it's just shifting over to there. It's just moving teams. But when you're landlocked and all you have is an Xbox and you've got now what? Two and a half years of mediocrity this generation. With some good exceptions, Forza, Psychonauts 2, Flight Sim, and Hi-Fi Rush, 
right? Last year, even according to Phil, nothing basically happens. Nothing came out. So in that state of disappointment, I think a lot of you are literally like, I need this deal to go through because we don't have any games. Think about it for think about it like this for, for with me for a second. If Xbox is so great and such an amazing platform and has so many great games, then what why is Activision Blizzard so important? Why do you need this? If if I was getting games at the cadence of you know PlayStation over on Xbox at the quality that we've gotten on PlayStation I'd be like I mean we're already getting a bunch of great games that'll be great that'll be like added bonus but we don't need it you, people talk as if you need Activision Blizzard which is almost passive concession that Xbox isn't doing very well and doesn't have lots of games and you need Activision Blizzard because it's basically like we need Microsoft to go take games already coming to the market and just silo them to our team side. What what does that honestly do for you? What does it do for you? They're already coming to the market. Why the, I don't understand why is this a make or break moment? Why do you need ABK so bad? Especially considering the deal does nothing for Xbox. Activision Blizzard games are already on Xbox. That's what I mean. I you're look I just feel like people are looking at this so backwards. Microsoft couldn't convince Activision Blizzard to put their games on Game Pass. This is how they get their games on Game Pass. So you're not netting more games. You're just having to spend less money. That's it. That's the standard that you're holding Xbox to. I don't need great games. I don't need you to invest in first party. I, I accept games as, as like Halo Infinite and call it great. That's that's what I need. But as long as you save me money, I'm good. It's the final form of buying exclusives. You just buy the company. This would have never happened if Sony stopped money hatting games. I just don't understand that perspective. Microsoft has more money and more studios. What's the problem? What's the problem? They have more money and they have more studios. What's what's holding them back? What's the what's the issue? I, I have yet to have anybody give me a good explanation, a good cogent, a good cogent explanation of like what on earth is Microsoft's problem? More money and more studios than Sony, and Sony's been kicking the snot out of them. I, I don't get it. It's almost as if Sony targeted talent, fostered it, grew it. Sony targeted developers mark cerny says what do you need what's going to make development better what's going to make your processes your processes and your pipelines more efficient and microsoft didn't do that so either microsoft is too hands off or they're too demanding or 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 they can't they can't foster creative environments I've, I've said since the phil spencer interview i think the reason that he kept stressing the word creative is I think he knows that's where they're deficient. 
that's where they're deficient. In his mind, it's like, we, we just lack creativity, and I don't disagree with him at all. I think Microsoft corporate is the problem. You guys keep looking at Xbox. I'm looking at Microsoft corporate, and I'm saying Microsoft corporate's holding Xbox back. You're not fostering talent. You're not fostering creativity. Microsoft has lost more creative directors in the last five years than... Then I we've lost count how many they've lost. It was three or four from Halo Infinite alone. They can't keep creative talent. The answer is Microsoft is really bad at making games, just like the GM in the just like GM in the eighties was really bad at making cars. I think that's what always gets lost in this bluster and in this fight is I'm looking at Xbox. I'm looking at Phil Spencer and saying, I actually believe in the Xbox brand and I believe in Phil Spencer. But what I don't believe, what I don't believe in is I don't believe in Microsoft's ability to bring creative to market. I don't think they're good at it. I think they're the reason that none of this has worked. Perfect Dark, Hellblade 2, Stalker 2, Fable, Gears of War, Indiana Jones, Starfield, to name a few. Xbox has titles in the works. Fairly certain that um, a bunch of those have not so great rumors surrounding them. Perfect Dark lost its creative director, I believe, in 2021, and they rebooted the game. And then in 2022, they lost their director. So they lost both their creative director and their director. Stalker 2, we have no status on, understandably, there in Ukraine. There are similar rumors about Fable running into problems and being restarted. And then you have Indiana Jones and you have Hellblade. My biggest concern with Hellblade is it's not even been in full production for two years, and there's all these rumors about it coming out this year. If Hellblade 2 comes out this year, my biggest fear will be it'll be another rush project because they just want to get market, they just want to get projects out the door. That's how Microsoft treats their software. Look at how Microsoft historically has treated their own operating system. Windows ME, Windows Vista, Windows 7. They literally take their own operating system and just shove out crap. What what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you have that dominance? You're going to stop them? Who are you going to use? Who's going to be on the laptops and the computers at the store when you go to Best Buy to buy a new computer? I'm not sure Phil and company have the ability to manage this many studios at that scale, says Brap. That's a great point. Even if you think Phil Spencer's really, really good at his job, with there, which there's a lot of people torn on that, whether or not they think Phil Spencer's good at his job. I actually, again, I think this goes above his pay grade. I think he has been hamstrung since moment one. Because of how Microsoft runs things. It's why they keep losing creative directors. I, I, let's just say that you think Phil Spencer is doing a great job. There's a logistical question about, can you really manage that many studios? Like, how many people do you poss- could you possibly need to bring on in addition to Phil? I mean, you have Matt Booty, so you'd probably need at least two more people to basically be liaisons and oversights, basically operate as an oversight arm of Microsoft to be going to these companies and checking on what in the world's going on because if not look at what Phil Spencer admitted we need to do a better job of engaging with companies that are mid-dev we didn't do a good job with Redfall they clearly didn't do a good job with Halo Infinite either they're not managing the stuff they have now they're doing a bad job now admittedly
You're concerned about rumors. They released 12 games this gen. One game had 350,000 concurrent players on Steam, and y'all say it's a flop. Redfall is the only bad one y'all can name. Stop. I just can't. I can't indulge in the platitudes and just the posture. I can't do it. You're not you're not having a conversation. You have rehearsed talking points that you got from a YouTuber somewhere. Like I Only Sony fanboys oppose the deal. Yeah, that's sweeping reductionism. That's just a fallacious way to enter the discussion. It, it's because you can't argue. You, like many other people, lack the ability to argue. You just speak in platitudes. The reason that people think I'm a Sony fanboy is because they have no capacity for interacting with somebody who's opposed to the deal. They don't have the ability to do it. So what do they do? They hurl an insult. It's it's just, it's literally concession that they can't argue back. They can't. Rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength. When you're going to be rude, you're going to personally attack and label and cast somebody aside and attack them. That's your imitation of strength. You're a weak person imitating strength because you're like, well, that's how I'll get around this. Instead of engaging with this guy in dialogue about what this could mean for cloud or gaming, the global market, distribution of consoles, console loyalty, revenue streams to Sony, cloud competitors, the fact that Microsoft is the platform, the fact that Microsoft wants to grow their own unified ecosystem that is cloud, mobile, PC, and console unified while actively trying to buy some of the biggest property in the gaming space. I'm going to ignore all that and just call this guy a Sony pony because that's too difficult. I can't do that. I'm weak intellectually, so I'm going to rely on common tropes and name calling. If you can't get in the boxing ring, spit all you want from the crowd. You can't get in the ring. Like You can spit all you want from the audience and hurl insults and beer cans into the ring step into the ring and put your gloves on make a point make an argument make a rebuttal name calling and sweeping reductionism it's just a an intellectually weak person's imitation of strength it's like well this will look strong i'll get a bunch of yays and likes and back claps because because that's all you can do If you look at the history of this channel, I've had bigger moments with Xbox titles and third-party titles like New World and Elden Ring. I have had more channel growth with Halo, Elden Ring, New World, and live events around Call of Duty than I've had with, with Xbox bashing or PlayStation. I had decent I had decent growth with God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West, but when I played those games, viewership wasn't so hot because we're primarily a talk show. I, 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 you don't understand the history of my content if you think that. You don't know who you're talking to. How long does it take to make a game? Well, it depends. Mo, it's usually a good dev cycle is is five or six years. Good dev cycles five or six years. So all of the companies that Microsoft has purchased, were they all just sitting there doing nothing, not making anything, no projects going at all? They're all starting from moment zero. 
I would disagree. You've had tons of growth from bashing Xbox. If you're going to say that I've had growth from bashing Xbox, you are not allowed to hang out here with the badge. You're not a part of my community, and I don't want you here. Because if you're going to describe what I do as bashing Xbox, it's bashing Xbox to read through regulatory documents, give my opinion about market realities. You can't hang out here. You drag the conversation into the gutter where you live, and I don't want you here. I don't. Go hang out somewhere else. Our content and our community is better off without people like you. I don't stand for false summaries and false narratives. I don't. Literally, the Xbox chief says that they suck right now and they've sucked for a long time. So you literally can't say, oh, Microsoft's doing great. The boss says they suck and that's saying something. You're not making good points, though. You went into this tangent instead of answering my question because you have no points. You're choosing to ignore good Xbox points. What what point did you say that I ignored? <clears throat> Put it again. Like, I've not once bashed Xbox in this conversation. I posed the question... Why are you so confident in them? They've failed for 20 years. Their own guy, Phil Spencer, is like, we're in third place. We lost. We're not going to out-console Sony. We're not going to out-console Nintendo. Good games is not our path forward to do that. We need to do more than that. Those are just facts. I'm not, how is that bashing them? The time is coming up for the studios they just bought uh, and Inexile released already, so did Double Fine. So they get more time. Lono's dying for one of you to make a good point so he can actually uh, <clears throat> have an argument with it. Half the time I'm trying to help you people out. Yeah, Zubair's literally taking up the cause for you guys half the time. Like, he's always trying to put out points to be like, well, what about this or what about that? Have you considered this? You're confident in Activision Blizzard? Really? You're confident in Activision Blizzard after what they've done with Call of Duty? Have you seen the state of Call of Duty? Have you heard the rumors about Diablo 4? I don't I don't have any confidence in Activision Blizzard. Are you kidding me? Have you seen the number of people leaving and being laid off? What? Xbox has released 12 games this gen. They failed on two games. Since when is an 80% success rate bad for company? Okay. Here's the issue with what you're saying. You're trying to run to Metacritic to argue against something Phil Spencer himself admitted. Like, you're going to go to Metacritic and be like, here's all the games they've launched this gen. I'm going to wager to say, I've seen people do this before. KT DeGoat. I've seen people do this on Twitter. And they have like a screenshot of all these Metacritic scores. And half of the titles are multi-platform. Like, let me guess. You're going to take credit for Deathloop. Yeah, like that's the substance of that's the substance of your your argument and the depth of your argument on this is you're going to take credit for games like Ghostwire Tokyo. You're going to take credit for games that are multi-platform. Oh, well, 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 Microsoft. What do you mean? Microsoft bought them after they were in dev. They shipped, and now and now you get to claim credit for them. That's not the point. The point is not Microsoft has no games. I've, I've not said that today. I've never argued that they have no games. I have simply said their cadence of first-party 
big AAA games that we were promised has not been there. Phil Spencer himself has admitted that last year was not even light. It was worse than that. He's readily admitted that in 2022, they basically did nothing. I've always pointed to the cadence hasn't been there. I've never been like, they have no games. Now, when I say things like they've failed for 20 years, they have. They've failed to compete for 20 years. They've admitted that. They've admitted it. Phil Spencer, how can you not watch that Phil Spencer interview and come in here and trot out like, what they've got an 80% success rate and they launched 12 games. What? You're, You're not even engaging with what we're talking about. So Phil said he ain't trying to follow in the shadow of the competitor and do their own thing. They aren't making quality games. No. No, that's not what I said. He's... Oh. oh my gosh. It's really tempting to get really angry when you misrepresent what I say. Please don't do that, Mo. You've been here too long for that. I said... He said making great games isn't our path forward. We have to do more than that. I'm being fair to the man. I called out all the Sony all the Sony dudes on Twitter and all the Sony dudes on YouTube who ripped that quote out of context and misrepresented Phil. I don't accept that interpretation. Phil says we don't have to make great games. No, that's dishonest and you know it. The full statement that I said was, he said making great games isn't enough. We have to do more than that. That's what he said. We have to go out and do our own thing on our own path with how we make our games and xCloud like, and Game Pass. That's what he said. He said their basic strategy is more nuanced than just make a bunch of great games. <clears throat> Point of clarification. None of this is saying you can't believe in Xbox's future in a general sense or have a preference. That is separate from a breakdown of the market and people's expectations. If he can use that logic, then Elden Ring is a Sony title since they own part of the FromSoft company. I, I don't like... See, that's the thing. I don't like getting into this, like, ownership pissing match. That doesn't achieve anything. That's, that's, Twitter's, that's Twitter's MO, where they all, they all snapshot Metacritic scores and put tears on people's faces. I, I don't do that here, bro. I don't care that, like, Microsoft, you, you can go and finagle the numbers and be like, look at all these great Metacritic scores for Xbox. And you ignore the fact that, like, a bunch of those titles are either third-party or are they're multi-platform or they were actually on PlayStation first. Like, we're just going to ignore all that. I'm, I'm not arguing that they have or don't have games. The cadence of their own first-party games has been virtually non-existent for a while now. And the last big title that they released, because Hi-Fi Rush was not this big, huge title, was Halo Infinite. There's been a big gap in between that even Phil Spencer admits was really bad. Because they made great games more than bad. And here you are talking about we shouldn't trust them because of two bad games. I didn't say you shouldn't trust them. I didn't. If you're going to say, oh, Microsoft will fix it, their track record right now isn't very good. Look how long they've mismanaged their own property in Halo. That's theirs. Look how bad Halo's trajectory has been. It's not been very good. It's gotten worse with time. Look at what happened with Redfall. I'm not saying those two games alone are an indictment. I'm saying this is a glimpse into what's been happening. 
broader audience has not worked for Halo. I really hope they can move past that. I even said, even if right now you feel like Phil Spencer is doing a great job, do you really think it's a good idea to suddenly have that much property? Like, how can they manage all those studios? Beyond that, look at Activision Blizzard right now. They're in terrible state. They're in bad shape right now. And, and, and we think you're going to take two people who have shaky track records right now, and you're going to put them in the same room, and they're somehow going to dance together? Gears is better than Halo, but Halo Infinite is the best Halo. Oh, okay. Halo Infinite is the best Halo. (sighs) Remember how ABK was a dumpster fire before all this purchase stuff came up? Pepperidge Farm remembers. There's all kind of there's all kind of stuff coming out about Diablo, dude. I I would be very concerned. I am concerned about Diablo. I am. It's like putting an alcoholic in charge of a liquor store. It's not that extreme. Again, you ignored that. You just gave eight games exclusive. The series only two games went to PlayStation and don't have count multiplats. KT to goat. I want you to tell me what are these twelve games? What are they? Put them in my chat right now. I want to know what these twelve games are. That apparently Microsoft's just been hitting such an amazing fever pitch. It's funny that Phil Spencer doesn't think that, but you apparently know more than him. Phil Spencer admits that last year was was worse than light, and this year there's 10 games that didn't make it in the first six months like they were supposed to. So I want you to put those 12 games in my chat right now. What games are you talking about? You're playing that Twitter Metacritic thing instead of engaging with what Phil Spencer has actually said, where Microsoft actually stands in the global market as a console, and where the hardware sales are projected to land. You want to just keep talking about those 12 games? We'll put them in my chat right now. What are the, What 12 games are you talking about? I have to open the door to the office. Give me a second. Seven of his 12 are third party. That's what I'm saying. Where's this list? I'm I'm right here in the street by myself. Like, go for it, dude. What's good, 809 Lion? Halo, Gears, Forza, Gears was not delivered this generation. It wasn't a next-gen title, was it? What? When was it? Gears 5? 2019. Try again. Uh, so that one can't be included. Forza can be included. So can Halo. Minecraft Legends. Oof. Hi-Fi Rush. Sure. Psychonauts 2. Okay, so we got five. And none of them came last year. Again, because what I've been talking about is cadence of delivery. Gonna put flight sim. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you flight sim, but that came out. When did that come out? That we're talking about the cadence of games. Where are the games? Has been the question. Like Phil Spencer literally just did an interview about this. Like, where are the games? Where are they? Minecraft Legends didn't even do very well. 
Are you upset the money goes to Microsoft because either way, cloud gaming sales go to Activision off their games? Caleb, the thing that I think people are missing and the reason I kept showing this image is because Microsoft's not a publisher just trying to distribute games. Like, oh, if they buy Activision Blizzard, they're going to distribute those games to console and cloud. Microsoft is a console competitor and a cloud gaming competitor. They're, they're down there on the bottom as well. So they're going to buy the property, distribute it, and also compete with the people they're distributing the property to. That's that's not a good scenario. You don't let somebody buy the property that everybody needs and then compete with all those people at the same time. Like that's a that's exactly what we don't want to see happen with consolidation where the both the platform and the publisher become synonymous with each other. Did he list the 12 games? I don't see them. Is he getting is he typing too many and getting bopped? Do do five or six at a time. I've not seen him type them yet. Didn't do very well on Metacritic, but had three million players. <laughs> There's always an Alamo. There's always an Alamo. Gears Tactics and Hive Busters. Hang on a minute. Gears Tactics. The game was released first for Windows on April 28th and subsequently Xbox One. And no, and when how did Gears... Ta- it's a spin-off Gears franchise prequel. What is this game? Gears Tactics. We know about Halo Infinite. High Busters. Gears Tactics has a 75% on Steam. It's turn-based strategy. Okay. Was it considered a big AAA title? Because again, I'm going back to Phil Spencer's cadence of AAA games. Smaller titles are great. I've never once tried to say, again, I've never once tried to say they don't have games. I've continued to say the cadence of their big, uh, what's this, High Busters? Gears 5 High Busters? Oh, was that a DLC? Okay, I don't know how that was received. Psychonauts 2, granted. Grounded, granted. Forza Horizon 5, Flight Sim. Okay, those are all granted. Dusk Falls was multi-platform. Was it not? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Dusk Falls was a multi-platform. I thought that was coming to PlayStation. Okay, got that one wrong. Again, that's not a big AAA title. Neither is Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, Age of Empires 2, and Minecraft Legends. Ghostwire and Deathloop are PlayStation's first. Okay, so you can't... I don't think you can count some of these in the discussion that we were having. If you want to have a discussion about whether or not Microsoft games are coming to market, you are correct. They are bringing games to market. And Dusk Falls was published by Xbox. It's, it's not, it's, uh, it's, it's PC Xbox, right? So they were just publishing it. That's fine. Still, they helped bring a game to market. So, I wasn't saying they have no games. They've delivered no games. Yeah, Age of Empires 2. Like, <laughs> like, do we really need to look at Age of Empires 2 and Pentiment? Like, anyways... I am not sitting here ever trying to say Xbox has no games. It's that they don't have the big AAA cadence that they promised. 
A big AAA title every quarter hasn't happened. Phil Spencer quite literally said in the interview, we are just now finally to the point where we're going to be able to do that. So they haven't made good on that promise. Thank you, B-Nipple, for upgrading your membership to VIP. Pentiment was rated highly on Metacritic, played it for 10 minutes, uh, and I couldn't do it, not my type of game. I've heard great things about Pentiment. It's crazy it's all AAA. Nintendo has no AAA. Do we not count them? Your argument is to dismiss games because they aren't AAA. So do Returnal and Ratchet and Clank not count? You're not listening to me. That's really frustrating, bro. I'm not saying they don't count. You're having what's called a red herring moment. And that's when I say one thing and you bring up something completely unrelated. I say... Phil Spencer indicated that they didn't make good on their promise of AAA cadence. They didn't have a good year in 2022. And what's your response? But they delivered 12 games! Okay, some of those games are like small indie titles. Some of those games they just published. Some of those games were actually multi-platform. Some of those games were out before, and they're now finally coming to console. Okay? That's a red herring. That's not a response to what I'm saying. Oh, well, you're saying these games don't count? No, I'm not saying those games don't count. I'm saying your response is illogical. It, it doesn't. You're not responding to what I have said. If one of the things in your list was just a DLC for an old gen game, yeah. And since when is Ratchet and Clank not AAA? <clears throat> like I'm trying to be patient with you and show you that. You're, you're not engaging with me. You're engaging with some other argument. I think you're accustomed to, like, Sony fans saying, you don't have any games. You don't have any games. Your games score low. Redfall, lol, Redfall, haha. And you think that's what I'm doing. And I'm not doing that. I'm saying, if you look at their cadence right now and their handling of their own property in Halo, their loss of creative directors, their own admission that they're not hitting a good AAA cadence, what gives you confidence they can manage all the studios at ABK? That's the question. Well, look at all these games they shoved out. Okay, some of those games were small. Some of those games were DLC. Some of those games they just published. And some of those games were multi-platform. So your argument isn't even compelling within the place that you tried to make it. It's like those things aren't even that strong in the argument that you're trying to have. No face lore with a $5 super chat tip. Some of these folks are just not listening. Don't engage with them. You just said it takes five years to make games, so give them that time. How much do you think they can do? I've responded to you, and bro, what what 12-hour game is AAA? This is exactly why when this first started, you you felt like you were being ignored because you speak in platitudinous nonsense. It's hard to engage. It really is. Yes, games can take five or six years to develop. And when all these studios were bought, you think they were just sitting around not developing? They weren't doing anything? They, they They weren't mid development on the projects? So they all were starting from ground zero. So we give them five to six years from 2018. They get five to six years from 2018. All of them. Because they were all doing nothing at the time they were purchased. 
Microsoft has more money and more studios than Sony. And and we're and we're supposed to be like, okay, we'll give you more time. We'll give you more time. Like literally the hallmark motto of Microsoft, wait until. Oh, just you wait. Wait until. So is your concern that Xbox will be a group console cloud and mobile leader in those markets? My concern is that Microsoft wants to buy some of the biggest and most popular property so they can leverage it in the cloud, mobile, and console space. When they unify their ecosystem, they'll be able to flex their control in about 10 years. That's why all of the the, the licenses and contracts are 10 years. In about 10 years, they will have brought their next console to market And according to the CMA's findings, bringing that console to market is meant to coincide with a unified ecosystem, a mobile cloud console PC ecosystem. And once that ecosystem is unified, all those licenses and contracts will have expired. No one's looking at that. Everyone keeps saying, I'm going to get more games on Game Pass. Sony can suck it. You're not even entering the landscape of the discussion. You're just speaking in bumper sticker Twitterverse language. Microsoft is setting the stage so that in 10 years, they own a literal portion of the, of the gaming market and they'll be able to leverage it with a unified ecosystem. It, it's, it's not about like... Well, and, and when I ask questions like, well, why are you confident in their ability to manage ABK... I'm just genuinely trying to understand where the fandom comes from. I am. I'm genuinely trying to understand why are you so committed to Xbox? Do you want to know why? Because I was committed to Xbox and I don't know how you're still standing over there. It doesn't make sense to me. I bought the Series X before I bought the PS5. I've been in the Xbox ecosystem for longer. I didn't get into the PlayStation ecosystem until I got a PlayStation 4 Pro so I could play Spider-Man and God of War 2018. I have more games in the Xbox ecosystem. I covered Halo for a month. I hyped up Halo Infinite. I thought it was going to bring back the era of the arena shooter. I don't know how you're still standing over there. I don't get it. I've sat here and I've watched Microsoft slip, 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 slip further down the hill, make really bad decisions, hamstringing their entire generation of console to the Xbox Series S. I got called a hater for calling that what it was, a self-made Trojan horse. And here we sit in 2023 and all you fans of Xbox have all but conceded that that thing is a potato holding games back because more and more developers are coming out and saying it. I don't understand how you have confidence in them because I can't stay over there anymore. I can't stand over there and act like I used to say Microsoft's a sleeping giant. They're trying to unify the ecosystem. They're trying to blur the line between console and PC and they could emerge as a force to be reckoned with and they've just stumbled all along the way and they've mismanaged their own property and they're losing creative directors and they're losing talent and they're losing developers and then Redfall happens, and it's like, what more do you need to see? That like, wh- where? Why do you have confidence in them? So I say all that, and I'll just get labeled a Sony pony, right? The people that gobble up that two brain cell lowbrow takes of the internet of like, well, I'm going to show you a quick 
clip of a guy and make him sound funny and distort his face because people haven't gotten past like I don't know that was like 20 years ago people were doing that and here we still sit nobody has any new way of editing their videos I guess and then that's all they're gonna do I'm sitting here saying I'm a disgruntled Xbox fan I'm a disappointed Xbox fan I'm more of an irritated Xbox fan than I am a Sony pony. Because think about it. If you don't care about Xbox and you hate Xbox and you're apathetic to their causes, then you wouldn't give a crap about any of this. You would just be like, yeah, whatever. They suck. I'm over here gaming. I'm playing PlayStation games. I'm playing, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. But I'm sitting over here saying, come on. This deal isn't going to do anything but help them leverage their strength in the market that hasn't emerged yet. And if it, they treat it the same way they've treated their operating systems, and if they treat it the same way they've treated uh, their their office solutions, we're going to get lower quality work, and it's all going to be subscription-based. We were joking about this, but imagine Nintendo was handed the Xbox division tomorrow. What will we see in five years from Nintendo Xbox with all that money and resources? Ubisoft says it will increase the number of developers on the Assassin's Creed franchise by 40% to fuel its ambitious expansion. But company headcount is down by 20,000 in September to below 20,000. Oh, it's down 20,000 in September to below 20,000 thanks to office foreclosures. Okay, so they've lost roughly 1,000 employees, maybe a little bit less, uh, and tight controls on recruitments. Company says it'll release AC Mirage, Avatar, Rainbow Six Mobile, Division Resurgence, Skull and Bones, The Crew, X Defiant, and another large game by the end of March 2024. I hope Avowed and Fable release well. Bill's the guy who said, we thought Redfall would do good. Sorry about that. Also said Starfield looks great. Yeah, like the people that are super confident in Xbox, like I'm genuinely curious. Like, what do you think about what Phil Spencer said about Redfall? He said, when the game was sitting in the 60s, by the way, on Metacritic, he said that it was double digits below where their mock reviews had it landing. That was when it was in the 60s. It's now in the 50s. What do you think about him saying that? That doesn't bode confidence. As somebody who I regularly have defended Phil Spencer and been like, I think this is a Microsoft problem, not a Phil Spencer problem. When he said that, I was like, what the huh? Phil, what? He said Crackdown 3 looked great too. He's like, man, I've been I've been taking up for you, bro. I've been defending you for a while. You, you're sounding a little nuts to me. He said internal mock reviews. Yeah, he said internal mock reviews had that game landing double digits higher than where it landed, and that's when it was in the 60s. What? Now it's in the 50s. As a big Xbox fan, what do you think about that? Here's what I'm always interested in. Xbox fans, the hardcore guys that are still here and still going, still going at it with me here. Who do you blame? 
Somebody has to be to blame. Who's to blame? When things don't go right. When the promises of 343 don't come to fruition. When they have to lay people off. Who's to blame? Is it 343? I'm going to assume you're going to say 343. Because Phil and Xbox and Microsoft can do no wrong in these equations. It's on 343, okay? Redfall happens. Whose fault is it? It's Arcane's fault. Okay. Oh, but Psychonauts 2, we're going to give credit to Xbox for that. It's that the Psychonauts 2, we give them credit for. Got it. Forza, we give Xbox credit for. I understand now. I understand now. It's it's the developer's fault if the game's bad. It's Microsoft's praise if the, if the developers do a good job and deliver a good product. Now I understand. I think before this interview, he's been saying the company spill of, oh, it looks good. I think with this interview, Phil has come out and finally said what he's been feeling for a while. Phil's making the moves. That's why they got laid off. The leader should always take responsibility. He greenlit every Xbox mistake. I actually don't know if he greenlit the mistakes that are culturally damaging culturally endemic do you understand like I don't think you can lay that at his feet I think the reason they're losing creative directors I think the reason he stressed creative in the interview is I think Microsoft's hamstringing him I do Preacher do we have a thumbnail for the debrief we're getting close to the buzzer here I just realized how long we've been streaming Sony's laying off studios because they can't afford to support crap like Microsoft. Yeah, but the one company that's doing layoffs, I think, is getting misrepresented because Sony's publishing. They don't own that company that's doing the layoffs. There's a lot of theories there that they're, they were they were hoping to get things on track and maybe get bought out, and then they couldn't get it, and now they're laying people off. But Sony's publishing. They're not, they don't own that company. So Sony's not stepping in and laying people off there. They don't own them. I've invested in the Xbox ecosystem for 22 years as BRAP and was on the Xbox Live. I was an Xbox Live beta tester. They've done better in delivering games previous generations and games that showed off the platform's power. I'm trying to ignore this. I just need a generic debrief thumbnail. Just, just generic enough that I don't have to use the Reforge Refuge thumbnail. By the way, I owe you guys five members. If we get 14 more members, I'll owe you 10 members, and then you can come to the debrief. Nine people? Nine effing people? What? What are you talking about nine people for? Um. Microsoft showed us who they were from the jump. Um. They tried to buy Nintendo. They put Office 360 behind a subscription. It's only going to get worse. The acquisition will be more. The acquisitions will be more outlandish. Rumors are rumors generally put out by competitors to debunk good things done by others. Also, it's not always about having confidence in a platform. Oh, I believe Pixel Opus was more like 15 to 20 people. Oh, 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 yeah, when they shut down Pixel Opus. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a studio they shut down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never acted like you shouldn't be laying people off. Microsoft corporate 
as far as employee growth for the last, I believe it's, I can't remember the chart. I think it was around 10 years. Microsoft's employee growth has been very, very crazy high. So layoffs were at some level unavoidable. I've never acted like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Microsoft's laying people off. They're scummy. It was more because it was 343 and Halo. That's what was concerning. It's that's that's your that's your boy. That's Master Chief. Does that make sense? I've never once tried to act like I can't believe Microsoft's laying people off. I I can't believe they're doing this. Why would they do this? If you zoom out on Microsoft's corporate employee growth over the last 10 years, They've added so many more employees than they've laid off. Their employee expansion's been actually pretty impressive. Now, again, that's Microsoft corporate. That's the entire kit and caboodle. That's not just Microsoft. Nine people in May is the same as 10,000 people right after Christmas. (laughs) The layoffs happen in tech to drive their stock price up. The sicky generally cause a lot of abnormal growth in the tech sector, and now it's correcting itself. Yeah, there's no reason to start some, like, pitch, you know, pitchfork fire of, like, yeah, Microsoft just likes to lay people off. It's like, their employee growth was insane. There was no way they were going to be able to maintain it. $5 tip from AOZ. It's important to note that we don't know if Pixel Opus employees have been laid off. They are currently still employed. Those folks deserve to lose their job because they weren't doing it like they were supposed to. I Yeah. And Microsoft's asleep at the wheel. Microsoft's asleep at the wheel. They let... I want you to think about what happened with 343 and what happened with Halo Infinite. I want you to think about it. Halo Infinite was meant to be a launch title for the Xbox Series X. This next generation was meant to be a launch title. And Microsoft... And Xbox didn't have a freaking clue what was going on. They didn't have a clue. So the more you always drive this narrative, Mo, and other people drive this narrative that it's all on 343, those people deserve to get fired, you just made Microsoft look worse and you don't even realize it. You basically just said Xbox and Microsoft are asleep at the wheel. Their home company, their homebrewed company, their first party piece of property, Master Chief, their boy, their brand ambassador, their flagship, they're asleep at the wheel. They weren't paying attention at all. They had the dumb, ignorant stones to push out a trailer in 2020 that was so dadgum embarrassing they had to delay the game. The game was in such bad shape that they had to bring in Joseph Staten to basically get the thing to market. Microsoft doesn't look any better when you take that line of thinking. Uh, it's all on 343. Yeah, they, they're, they're the ones that messed up. They screwed it up. They deserve to be fired. They deserve to be laid off. That's incredible. That means that Microsoft's asleep at the wheel. Hmm. If we look at that and then we look at Redfall, it seems like a pattern's emerging here. It's almost as if Microsoft's just buying property or Microsoft's just cranking out software. And their best displays of software power are Flight Sim and Horizon, Forza Horizon. The minute it requires creative, they 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 lose creative directors, they lose people, they lose teams. Like three four three, half the staff was on a contract, walking out the door every eighteen months. That's Microsoft corporate doing that. 
You, you, you expect me to believe that 343, Phil Spencer, nobody's running that up the flagpole? You guys are destroying creative. We're, we're having knowledge loss, talent loss. <laughs> What's going on here? That's negligent management. As these digital libraries get larger, these fanboys are going to get louder, says Russell. It's an expensive mistake if one or the other doesn't work out. Yeah, and, and Joseph Staten just leaves. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. He's like, I'm going to Netflix. I'm taking my talents elsewhere. $5 tip from Interstellar Kev. Xbox fans get defensive due to being bullied on Twitter 24-7. They take it personal, so they can't take criticism outside the world. Ponies are ruthless. <clears throat> Listen, I called out all the Sony fans who were were ripping Phil Spencer out of context and misrepresenting what he said. I did the same thing when people accused Phil Spencer of lying, that when he said, we've never taken anything from PlayStation. And like the Redfall thing. Oh yeah, Phil Spencer's a liar. I took up for him. I was like, you guys are misrepresenting what's going on here. That's not what that's not what's going on. Thanks. Uh thank you, creature. I got the thumbnail. Let's get the frick out of here. Alright, I owe you guys five members. You have a teeny bit of time. If anybody wants to slam dunk at home and give us 14 more, uh let me you yeah, I'll use this one. <clears throat> Activision deal approved by EU debrief. Uh, uh, I'm just going to take out the word Activision. Xbox deal approved by EU debrief. I'm going to shorten it just so people can see it easier. Do, 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 do. What did you make it look like? I can't. See. It's got the green Xbox on the. Why can't I see it? Where did it go? Hang on a minute. I'm. It's got Phil Spencer on the far right and Xbox on the top. Where did it say? Oh, there it is. I'm having trouble seeing things here. I've got a bunch of images in this one folder and I was just looking right past it. Okay. That, that, and that. Members only today at 12.30. Just wait till E3. Redfall is better than all Sony games. The fact that you said that Redfall is better than all Sony games and you also said just wait till E3, that tells me everything I need to know about you. Does somebody want to tell him? Does somebody want to tell him? <laughs> somebody tell this poor guy. Just wait till E three. E three. You're all gonna be. You're all gonna be sorry. <laughs> you. You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about? You sure about that? Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. oh man. I don't think you're sleeping that well, man. Just get the get the Phil Spencer body pillow and the Xbox out of the uh out of the bed. You'll sleep better. You'll you'll have better critical thinking skills if you get a better night's sleep. Redfall's better than who? Redfall's better than all the PlayStation games. Wait until E3 is the wait until memes final form. <laughs> Wait until E3. That's right. It's that memes. It's the final form, bro. It's amazing. It is simply spectacular. Oh my good gracious. All right. I owe you guys five. Let me do this quick and let's get the frick out of here. Um, let me pause that. Uh, do we? member gifting invite people over for an E3 party that's right you can play all those first party titles all right there is the uh, there are the five gifted members that I owe you guys thank you so much for a stellar discussion if you want to continue with us for the debrief you got to be a member to do so consider becoming a member right now Uh, it's a great way to support what I do Uh, it's a great way to be a part of what we do here so it's five bucks Aaron Wright just renewed for five months on a member plus yo what up squad been a while they blocked YouTube at work good to see you and uh, I'm going to put a link in chat. Did I get the right link? I want to make sure I got the right link. Yeah. I'm going to put a link in chat. That's where we're headed. It's a members-only debrief. And you do need to be a member to take part in this. Um, and let me go to the announcements room in the Discord. Mm-mm. Come back over here. Thanks so much for being a member. If you can see this video, if it showed up in your your feed, your live feed, your home feed, your subscription feed, or if you got like a ping, uh, this is a stream that we do at the end of the day to debrief on everything that happened. And we're going to debrief on the Xbox stream that we just did about it being approved by the EU. It's also a great reason to be in our Discord. There's a link below in all the descriptions of all my videos. The Discord is for members only. It's a great way to get announcements and pings whenever we do member stuff. You can also come to the channel and check the community tab. That's where I put those community posts reminding people. This Saturday is the Star Wars Watch Party. This Friday night is a stream, another stream with my wife. And don't forget to upgrade to VIP. I'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over with Redirect. If you want to upgrade to a VIP, it's only 